Hailing frequencies are open. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Clear Skies, our Star Trek Adventures RPG playthrough. Uh, it is also live, and there are also people at the table who also played this game live. They use what? dice and character sheets. It's true. We're live? Did I not run this by you guys? No. Sorry. I thought this was just something that we did with... What is this? What, what, what is this? I'm sorry. You never, you never told them about the cameras, did you? Or the mic. You said eventually you were going to once they got comfortable I'm with sorry. it. And did you I'm so sorry. Did you not weird dream? I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I live here in Eric's basement. <sighs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, that broke um, because it's LA and they're in a basement. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you There's broke the uh, You're definitely the not okay. The Alamo has no basement, you guys. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I guess I guess we're coming back to reality. Oh, oh boy. Got it. No. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and get into our announcements tonight before this completely unravels before the intro even begins. Um, let's. Uh, does anybody have any announcements they want to get out of the way? I know you guys just came back from a con. Are you going to another one soon? Uh, uh, we'll get back probably. to you on that. Yeah, we flew this morning we are from still, Boston. We have not slept. We were up at four to get on our flight. Eastern but thank time. you to all. Yeah. For, Oh yeah, that's like that's one three, here. That's one a here. Yeah, you know what? Thank you for all the people who came and talked to us. Yes, thank all throughout packs, and also uh, thanks for all that came to the panel to see us play uh, Lancer. Yes, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. super fun and confusing. Sam and, and I are gonna grill you guys about that. You should watch the panel, but first. not to learn how to play Lancer. It was <laughs> a good time. It was, it was Eric Ishii, Alex Ward, Xander, and I just. Playing in a playground. It was so much fun. We had a blast. Yes. It's and funny they were talking about that because I just realized tonight when we were going live that I, I'm repping my Battletech right? shirt tonight. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oops, sorry. Sorry, Modifius. I hope you guys are Battletech fans. A lot of things um, blew up. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, any other announcements? This is the first time in like three weeks I don't have a brand new show to announce. Right. Wow. Oh, that's, oh that's unusual. We have an ongoing game of uh, Darkened Wish. We have a Darkened Wish. New Pantheon has two more episodes mm. before yeah, the season is over. Um, Long Beach by Night is going strong, from what yeah. I understand. There are six of um, me this week. It's Go. true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I remember real quick, I just remember, I remember... Uh, back in Shield days, Gina, I remember you having a conversation with me where you were like, "I'm barely me ever anymore." <laughs> yeah, yes. there so many characters. <laughs> there, there, there was a point. There yes. was there are the three character where sheets stacked on top of each other in the very much so we are. Uh, I do actually want to remind everybody uh, to hit up the uh, Descent into Midnight. Oh yeah. Uh, so that, so my two announcements. I've got a couple of announcements real quick now that we've closed the table up. But um, one more real quick. No, I forgot. Shut LA up. by night. I, everybody's been. Asking when is X joining? It's this week, this Friday. Oh, yes, we'll oh. be in this episode. Oh, yay. I can say it now. Oh, I'm yeah. excited. Hey. Okay. Anyway. Um. So yes. Uh. A couple of announcements, real quick, on my end. Uh. The Descent into Midnight Kickstarter. We have hit that that treacherous mid part of a Kickstarter. The things, eyes of Kickstarter. Yeah. Exactly. Where <laughs> things slow down a little bit. But just as a quick reminder, the more checkpoints we hit on that Kickstarter goal, the more episodes the Streampunks are going to get to be able to run Descent into Midnight. Mm -hmm. Um. I think we've hit two. We're at mm -hmm. two right now. Only almost almost three. three. Almost at three. So, so the good news about this is um, one of the things that I'm currently developing is uh, Descent into Midnight is powered by the apocalypse, and the world itself that you create is unique to every single game. My goal, my ambition, is that our first episode would actually be a live world creation with an interactive element with you guys being able to contribute through polling and help us build a world that we can all be emotionally attached to that's and cool. create together. Um, but that's really contingent on how many episodes we get, because if we don't get too many episodes, we're going to just have to launch right into a story, which means that session zero off camera is where that world building is going to have to happen. So my hope is we can at least hit those three episode marks 
and that would be ideal. And the more episodes we get, it's better for the stream punks, and it, we're going to have a great show. Um, as far as I understand, with this game particularly, you want to see the world building. Mm -hmm. It's part, part of, of the it. game. Yeah. It's you part of the game. You want to see it. You want to see it. You love to see it. That's the, uh, the, uh, the first announcement. On a personal announcement, the League of Whimsy, we're entering our second month now. The thing has been growing like crazy. Um, it's been, we've been having really great, I don't know if you all know about this, but we have Monday morning coffee chats every morning where we talk clear oh, skies with I just community. want that in life. I know. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty coffee. nice. Um, but I just want to give my big, uh, big shout out and thank you to all the patrons that have been supporting me and who have been supporting the League of Whimsy. And we have over 23 thousand rp messages now on the server Yay! which is outrageous it is wonderful um thank you guys so much uh for making this possible and letting me be able to basically do this full time um we should also my final announcement for the night is you guys can look forward to hearing some updates about the klingon game with captain aliza pearl mm -hmm. um in the coming weeks so stay tuned for that yeah. And um, speaking of the RP server, we should probably announce that uh, our poor Ravity is at sicked. Yes, Ravity is. Ravity yeah. is. Oh, Ravity is on assignment. Thank yeah. you. That actually reminded me of one uh, one last thing. Um, yeah. So Ravity, Ravity is on assignment. <laughs> we miss Ravity. Hopefully, Ravity is at home or harassing people in chats. Probably um, both. <laughs> I'm being, I'm being very blunt and saying things to people to shock them. Um, but uh, this weekend, um, Sunday for sure, probably Saturday, and hopefully as well as Friday. So the whole weekend. I'm going to be doing a community live play of Star Trek Online, and I'm going to be posting that up on uh, my Twitter accounts. Wow. So uh, I am also formally inviting you, Xander. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, for sure on Sunday, we're going to do a play along, and anybody else who wants to play is welcome to join, Ooh, jump in. But we're, we're basically going to, because this weekend is double XP weekend. Oh. So if you want to start fresh, or if there's a character you've been wanting to level up, now's the time to do it. Is that just like all games? Can mm -hmm. I just like go to B Cave yeah. on Sunday and be like, it's double, it's XP, double weekend. XP weekend? Haven't you heard? I need my fourth god in I guess god. another thing we should mention is that people are probably wondering when are we going to see Streampucks at cons? And we'll have announcements about that in the nearest future, hopefully. So, so, most, yeah, so in other words, announcements about announcements that are coming soon. <laughs> yes, but um, look forward to them. Yeah. Um, We're working on it. We um, promise. Before We're I pass, the hype announcement to the pre. <laughs> Before I pass this off to um, our final announcement, um uh, also, we're going to be starting putting polls up because we're getting ideas for uh, Streampunk's merch. So uh, that is that that ball has started to roll. So uh, if you guys have had any requests or ideas, and we're going to be reaching out to members of the community as well as getting some artists on board uh, to help us create this. So stay tuned for more information on that. With that, I think we go into our final announcement, which of course comes from Bonnie. Sorry, I just had to screw with her. <laughs> I think <laughs> Sam is excited! <laughs> 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 We're so tired, you can't yeah, mess you with can. us, Eric. No. Yeah, I'm so I'm I'm gonna, I'm I slept give, two hours on a plane, and that's about it. I'm gonna give free momentum to anybody who screws with Bonnie and Xander tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Sam's excited! Uh, I mean, now I am. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump into tonight's episode of Queer Sky. I'm a triple...
Excuse me. <laughs> no! It's fine. Everything's fine. You don't need to worry about what happened in the intro. Because everything's fine. And will you give us a recap, please? Eric? Sure, yeah. I'll start with the recap. Oh what is <laughs> happening? Gina's expression explains it all, everybody. <laughs> if, you, if you need a news report, it's something we can't talk about. Just look at Gina. Um, all right. <laughs> See? Um... Jumping into tonight's we episode of Fierce Guys. <laughs> sure we do. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not Sachs Carr. I'm not used to doing the count job. I'm just not used to it. Um, excuses, all right. Excuses. So, picking up where we left last left off, <clears throat> the USS Ross has arrived finally after a two and a half months journey across the quadrant. The USS Ross finally docked at Starbase Three Six Four, also known as Narendra Station. Only to find that Narendra Station was in the middle of a political crisis. That, the deja vu is overwhelming. Right? What are you talking about? I have no idea. Um, the political crisis... Yeah, the residual Q energy laying about. Um, the political crisis specifically is focused on the fact that the Romulan Star Empire sent an ambassador unannounced to the station demanding, in very pleasant terms, a presence on Narendra. Specifically, access to an embassy to represent the Romulan Star Empire, as the Romulan Star Empire has expressed its concerns over having Narendra Station established on the borders of the Shackleton Expanse. Now, originally, this argument with the Romulan Star Empire and the other two governments, the United Federation of Planets and the Klingon Empire, did not hold up very well. Narendra Station is well far away from the Romulan neutral zone, and it's on the other side of Federation territory. However, the Shackleton Expanse has become something of a bit of a gold rush, as you will. People are becoming more and more interested in exploring this vast swath of unexplored space. And as a result of that, a lot of races have been trying to make a, gain a foothold here. Mm-hmm. Well, the Shackleton Expanse also does share a border with the Romulan Neutral Zone far to the galactic north. Starbase 364 was a bit of a stretch. And for a long time, the Federation has kicked the can down the road, as it were. However, after finally showing some bending to the possibility of a Romulan embassy being under Ranger Station, the Romulans seized the initiative and simply sent one of their new Type II class Dederevics warbirds down to Narendra Station. Subtle. With very little, very little in terms of a heads up hmm. um, and decloaked announcing their presence and requested speaking with station staff and it's been in a political crisis ever since this not only was problematic because of the fact that there was no warning but it also means that this warbird crossed through federation space without authorization which is technically an act of war but it's post dominion war and things are a little less paranoid as they used to be are they? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Depends on who. <laughs> that is the current political climate. Things heightened in the last episode as Olin managed to sit down and get the two ambassador. Well, get not the Klingon ambassador, which actually was decidedly not present. Mm-hmm. It was General Cargan, head of station staff, the Klingon forces here in Narendra, and Admiral April Ebert. Both sat down oh, with Olin. Ebert. Sorry. Oh. A bear. Rhymes with hay bear. It's going to take some time. It's like, it's a, a bear. bear. A bear. A bear. A bear. Yeah. Admiral April A bear sat down with everybody and 
after a very tense moment, they were granted permission to establish their embassy on Narendra Station. With a few not very safe caveats. Essentially, that the Romulan embassy would not fall under the protection of the Klingon Star Emp- or the Klingon Empire. The Romulan Star Empire would essentially be on its own, which leads us up to the Federation. That creates an unstable environment on Narendra. Hmm. And where we last left off was General Cargan storming away and everyone being left on the promenade on the USS Ross after a tense negotiation has been made successful. It has been 24 hours since, still storming. since that moment. Hmm. And we're going to start tonight off on the promenade of Narendra Station, Starbase 364. Whoever will say, who, who, let's go ahead and let me ask real quick as I set the scene. 24 hours into the USS Ross being docked here at Narendra Station, the USS Ross has been engaged in a big personnel change because lots of families are leaving the USS Ross and being assigned quarters. Mm -hmm. So a lot of Federation citizens are finally flooding into Narendra Station and finding these empty quarters that have been waiting for Federation citizens to fill them. and gradually, the demographic of this station has begun to dramatically shift. You guys, if you remember correctly, when you first arrived, saw nothing but Klingons everywhere you walked. Now you're seeing a good, balanced mix of everybody mm-hmm. um, filling about the station. The Klingons don't seem to mind this too much or have taken too much of notice. And families who are getting situated in on the crew deck are actually kind of excited. There's an energy to the crew and to the families of the USS Ross as they're settling into their quarters. Um, the only tensions that have taken place have been over the past 24 hours um, your yeoman has been keeping you apprised of the situation through the office of the admiral Uh, commander Sivik has been monitoring the situation with the Romulans establishing their their embassy Mm -hmm. on the promenade deck uh, not too far away from the Federation and Klingon embassies and apparently the Klingon population is divided. Half of them are furious that Romulans are now walking freely on Narendra Station, a station that carries the name of a colony that was slaughtered by Romulans. The other half of the Klingon population doesn't give a shit. Huh. And doesn't appear to be making a big deal out of it. It's notable that most of the Klingons who don't seem to mind the presence of the Romulans are Klingons who served in the Dominion War. Mm-hmm. Now, almost every Klingon who heard the call of the warrior served in the Dominion War. So it's becoming telling that those who saw the most action or fought closer to the Romulans are the ones who care the least. And that's being monitored. We're going to start, actually, in your captain's ready room on the USS Ross with your yeoman standing in front of your desk, going through some data pads and just shift, shuffling them around. She pauses on one and she says, I'm sorry, Captain, I had I had the one I was looking for. Oh, here it is. Um, <laughs> Narendra, medical staff at Narendra Station wants to report that four crew members of our auxiliary crew are reporting broken ribs after a night during the Rom... Gob? Rom... Is Ram- associated with the Fight Club? Ram Gob. Ram Gob, I guess. It's Klingon for fight night. Yes, there we are. All right. But they reported for duty this morning, uh, complaining of mild pains, but... Uh, 
Everything seems to be in order there. And there's really nothing new to report, except for, of course, that Dr. Yad has recourse, uh, requested that we take both navigation and helm, sensor, uh, helm navigation systems offline while the systems are updated and hands you a data pad. For how long? Only six hours. It's to update both Narendra Station and the USS Ross with all the latest navigational charts that they have revised, as well as get Narendra Station's latest navigational charts uh, thanks to a lot of the, the charting from the USS uh, Johnson. Excellent. I want to do them one at a time. I don't want to have both helm and nav down at the same time. I'll let Dr. Yada know. Excellent. Thank you. Is that all? That'll be it for now, Captain. Do you need me for anything? Crew's pretty much officially on shore leave, but if you ever need anything else, no. I, I intend on staying on the ship for now. Nothing you want to get done on the base? Not yet. I... I'm overseeing a lot of families. There's a... I had over 32 messages in my inbox this morning from people who were leaving things behind that I had to go find out. I've discovered at least three stuffed animals in the past hour and a half, and I've also had to restrict a few of the citizens. Um, no one in particular, I shouldn't name names, but there have been a few people who have been uh, found on... Deck 13, Cetacean Ops, um, entering, like, it's a viewing area. And even though uh, Dr. Yada expressed amusement, I explained that this was not appropriate, and I have since quarantined it to only staff. Excellent. That sounds good. Should it happen again, I'm afraid I will have to have names. Yes, Captain. Excellent. That'll be all. Thank you. Thank you, Captain. And she exhales like she's been up for a while, and turns and leaves your ready room. Hmm. <sighs> It's quiet. No engine hum. No chirping at the door. <laughs> it's oddly quiet in your ready room right now. A rare moment <laughs> of total silence as you lean back. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of glancing around <clears throat> in this room. It's still somewhat sparse. You've managed to keep it empty, as per your desires. <laughs> I... Look, I get enough of this from everyone else. I don't need it from you, too. From the master of the universe. Captain Commander Axia. Captain? Are you available? Quite. I was hoping to take an appointment if you have the time. I do! Would you like me to come there, or are you coming here? May I meet in your office? Sure, I'll be there in just a moment. All right. I'll head down to Florida. You step out of... <laughs> were you on the ship? Yeah. Okay, then I'm going to say that you were, you were in... Because we have quarters on the station, right? Mm -hmm. I haven't been going there. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, they're guest quarters for you guys. They're permanent quarters for the family members, but... Uh, all... As much as I like using yeah. my ring, it's just much better to be on the, the ship. <laughs> okay. All right, where, where were you on the ship when you got that call? You know, um, I sort of just like walking around the promenade most days, That's um, especially with how much like activity is currently happening. It's really fun people watching. Mm -hmm. so. Not only that, but you also have uh, some pretty unique control over some of the and some fun memories. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, the memorial wall—it has been decided—is going to stay up in yep. honor of Lalabel and also in honor of all of those who are being remembered. So the memorial wall is now present on the second level of the promenade. I have a Lucy Bard guilt wall. Cutting it. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> it's not just for those who've passed away. Mm -hmm. It's anyone that you need to remember. Yes. 
just makes it a different flavor coat wall. Yes. Hello, Commander. Hello! Okay, so you step into the counselor's office. As you step inside, you arrive just in time to see one of the other staff members leaving as Exio has gone to full blue, is that yes. correct? Yes. Okay. It's and sort of automatic the moment I walk through my office. Nice. <laughs> Um, Script set up. I like it. Yes. <laughs> it just makes it so much easier, so I don't have to remember. Right, because clearly what we need to focus on with you is more efficiency. I don't think we've quite gotten there yet. No, definitely not. There's always room to improve. After you. Do you know what your office looks like yet? Have you any ideas? No, uh, sort of like the captain. I'm sort of waiting to see how it feels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they'll add bits and bobs as I go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also looking for bits and or pops. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, uh, the same thing that I did uh, before, it's sort of a, a, a large sort of raised area with lots of pillows. It, it really it really is driven home to you, Exio, how, yes. how tall your captain really is. Because when you see them walking, it's apparent. But when you see them awkwardly fold their legs <laughs> and get into like a position down on the ground, it's all It's, it's raised, all it's a limbs. platform. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the legs end somewhere like a little... <laughs> beyond <laughs> the platform-like area, and they just very comfortably flop down. <sighs> you don't say. In fact, I think you will find that I do. <laughs> Exio comes and sits quite slumped next to you. Their, their spine is normally quite straight, but um, with sessions with you, sort of let that Posture go of it. Quiet on my ship. There's quiet on my ship. There are fewer kids on my ship. <sighs> Trika and like all the elementary school ones are now on the station, which is good for them. It's good for them. We are going to be here for quite a bit. You can still visit. I know. And so can they. It's just, <laughs> I thought that it would be much, much, much too much with everybody there, and it was. And now it's much, much, much too little. But you're right. <laughs> Uh, have you had your first sessions with Wellex yet? No, he has not. He's missed one of the appointments, but I've let him uh-huh. have a pass. Uh, <sighs> if I ever hear 30 minutes. I don't know his game. I don't know his game, and I don't like that I don't know his game. I don't and I don't know what's going on here. It's possible he doesn't know his game. Which is also more disturbing. The play he thought he had to make to save his family didn't pertain. So he has to be making it up as he goes along, and he's had two months to figure it out. We've just been here. It hasn't moved yet. And it's quiet! It's too quiet! I know. I just... (laughs) Could he maybe do something just so I know? Know what? Know what they're planning so I can help my crew. Is well, it, I could find it's a good place to think. <laughs> four. Four of our junior officers got broken ribs. I heard. And you know how many of them reported for duty the next day? Four. Excellent. All right. We'll have to find out what they want. Mm. I went there. What was it like? 
it was not what I expected. What were you expecting? I don't know. I have no sense of smell, but it was almost like you could smell the... You could smell it. The... The air. The violence. But the joy was very... Not what I expected. It's catharsis of a kind. Yes. I've never seen it. Not in person. Is it very different for you? Seeing it in person. Seeing all of this in person. Very! It isn't... It isn't too much, is it? No. No, it's it's all very wonderful and sometimes awful and sometimes the most amazing thing. Well, that does sound like life. I think you're getting an authentic experience thus far. I would say so. Though I quite like quiet. Are any of them hassling you on the station? No, no. I, I To be honest, I don't know that many, no. <laughs> Which I kind of like. It, it helps with the questions. I would never ever advocate not telling people and surprising them later, <laughs> that would be wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Though I would like to talk to the Admiral about maybe getting a few more hollow letters. They do have several Done. EMH. Thank you. And my crew. Are we still talking about this? It's not just for me. They have set programs on their station. They should equip accordingly. What's it like interacting with them for you? With the EMH? Yeah. Well, I suppose it's the same as for everyone else. Hmm. Ego and bluster. And lots of knowledge. They're quite fun to talk to when they're not busy. Uh, well, I don't know how the medical staff is here, but if there's anything that they're good at, I'm sure it's breaking ribs and mm. repairing them. It's both, isn't it? It's definitely Cling on, both. doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have to talk to some doctors in Starfleet Intelligence. Uh, try to find something out for that chip. Yes, have you made any progress with tech? Uh... Mostly knowing how much we can't do. Sure. Well, that's a step, I suppose. Yeah, but it was Romulan telepathic technology. We could have made that assumption. Now I'm starting to think it was for the Remans. Hmm. Interesting. It's possible. I mean, why are the Senate faction now working with them when the Remans tried to overthrow the Senate? Is it the same faction that got overthrown? Is it someone different? All very good questions. And they have rank. Why are the Remans willing to work with them? What are they getting? What is the deal? Tell me this isn't my job anymore. It's not your job anymore. But I need to know to keep my crew safe, so it is my job! Yes. Hmm. But I don't want to be that person anymore. So I don't want it to be my job. But you want to keep your crew safe. It has to be my job. Yes. 
Why is everything so complicated? Because life. Who gave it the right? I don't know. Please tell me. <laughs> Research. Oh, I'll, I'll find out. Have any more visitors? No, just that one time. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe ask him when he comes next. Hmm. He doesn't know. That's right. Or or he says he doesn't know. Hmm. Ah, the game. <laughs> <laughs> it is a foot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Do you believe in fate? Well, I don't know. It's possible. He said we were fated to something, but then also didn't know what that was, so... You can believe in a principle and not know how it's impl implemented in any given instance. I know thermodynamics, but I don't know when something was about to explode unless I scan it. And maybe he should scan us. I think that's what he's doing. Mm. I hope he didn't skip. Uh, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't think about it. Yeah, that's the problem with omniscience. They see you in the shower. Yeah, and oh. I'm quite used to being scanned a lot by touching the crowd, so it's not that bad. Well, to be fair, you're also the person who can see everywhere in the ship. So I you are not to the rules. I, I do. I do not. Right. It's just. I just can. You I just choose can. not to. We are too powerful. I don't need to see anyone in the shower. <laughs> Understood? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, Yorga. Mm. This is nice. Much less quiet. <laughs> I can make it really loud in here if you want. Heavy metal. No. Please make it industrial, like, machines. It's, it's, it's remixed with the, the sounds of the starship. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I'm digging I'm into this. Yeah. Wait. I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm so used to listening to the heavy metal soundtrack that I immediately hear Blue Oyster oh, Cult yeah. coming on in my head. <laughs> uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to have a scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where is Tech right now? So tech, are you guys were you guys all wrapped up? Yeah, yeah. Where, where is your tech, where is Chick Tech right now? Tech has been uh, on the holodeck uh, during this time off on the Ross um, on the Ross. Okay, because it's his workshop. He's mm -hmm. been using it to work on this chip and uh, needs a break. So right. we cut to him just totally wiped in front of uh, the progress that he's made uh, okay. on the extended task. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, and he sort of like wipes his brow and he just he stands up and walks out of the holodeck. Okay. Uh, Chief Tech to Ambassador Olin Maginil. Yes, this is the Ambassador. Hey, Ambassador. Uh, uh, this is uh, Tech calling... Uh, I recognize the voice. Right. I know you said your name, what your name was. Well, uh, that was a bit of a, a misconception. I'm calling just as a friend, not as the chief. Oh, okay. Do you have time to meet uh, just real quick for a sec? Well, sure. I, I'm I'm on the station, actually, at the embassy, if you don't mind coming over here. Oh, that's that's great. I need, I need to, to get off the ship for a bit. All right, then I'll, I'll meet you at the transporter pad. Sounds great. Okay. 
So you both are on board the USS Ross at the no, moment? No, I'm on the station. You're on the station? station? Okay. And the he just exited the holodeck, <laughs> okay. so he hears metal in one of the other very houses. On the, on the crew deck, yeah. Continuity. Continuity. <laughs> and I look, and there's a counseling session. I was like, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you make your way down to the transporter beam. Uh, as soon as as soon as you beam over to the station, yeah. as that blue pulsing curtain begins to pull aside and your molecules materialize in the transporter pad, you see standing just a few feet in front of you waiting for you is the ambassador in full ambassadorial regalia. Ooh. This is, well, like I said, been manning the, amb- uh, the embassy since I got here and I'm have been buried up to my eyeballs in pads, so I'm almost relieved that you called me. And if you're going to insist upon me calling you Tech, then you must call me Olin, and that's just the way it's going to be. Well, then that makes my life easier. I appreciate it, uh, course, Olin. Uh, do you mind if we walk? Of course, of course. So I, I know that you're extremely busy right now with all of the things that you mentioned, and to be fair, I I've been kind of in over my head myself. I just need a quick break, and, you know, this is outside of Starfleet, because my engineering crew thinks that I don't know what's going on, and the science department thinks that I don't know what's going on, and I, I'm okay with pretending like I don't know what's going on, but I just, I need another pair of eyes on, on these kids, because I, I just can't, I can't anymore. The kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. You know how uh, right now it seems to be a sort of gold rush out here with all the resources that are uncatalogued at the moment. Mm-hmm. It seems to be some sort of race between the science and engineering departments on how much they can catalog and sell before we have to uh, take on a mission. They're basically cataloging things for science and for engineering and then selling it to people on the station for Latinum. Our crew? Well, among others, but yeah. Have you told the captain this? No, I kind of wanted to keep it. I, they're just doing their jobs and having no, fun. No, I think that's a little bit outside of the realm of their jobs. <laughs> I'm not a Starfleet officer, but I'm pretty sure selling information is very much against the rules. Well, it's selling is a strong word. It's more of... They're making latinum off of it. Points. It's points. I'm a little bit confused as to what you think I can do about this. I just need another set of eyes, perhaps in a diplomatic capacity, just to make sure they don't go too far. I can't keep my eye on it all the time, and I'm sure that they won't. But maybe we can take a quick look and just see what they're up to. I mean, I'm game, and to be honest, Right now, the ambassador from the Romulan embassy and that whole situation seems to be at a very awkward equilibrium, so I guess they'll be okay if I leave them and things won't blow up if I take my eyes off them for a few minutes. I mean, as long as General Cargan doesn't go barging and decide to decapitate him, we'll be fine. I I didn't know decapitation was on the table. Well, I don't... Maybe I should go back and... No, no, you're fine, you're fine. Okay. All right. Onward. All right. Where are you going? So I'm going to use the resources on the station to try to um, not stalk 
just sort of see where the members of the crew have variously ended up, uh, and just sort of monitor the activities that are happening. So are you... So just to clarify, so is Tex is Tex suspicious that there's gambling taking place and that he wants to get shocked, shocked. Yeah, not so much that he's suspicious of gambling. It's more of he does he knows how they push each other's buttons, and he just doesn't want it to go too far of dealing with the wrong person for information or selling to the wrong person or, or you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. Oh my so you're gonna God. use. So what exactly? So you're gonna use station resources to monitor the crew as yes. they are on. Okay. And I would like to use uh, uh, the ambassador's sort of credentials to sort of so go to the, the next step. The station resource to use would actually be station security. And off we go. Okay. Um, station security is manned by a, a bunch of yellow shirts. Mm. As you walk in, you can basically see a bunch of operational staff in uniform, um, but you also spot clearly at one of the desks talking to a few few of the officers at the desk is Lieutenant Commander Prawl, ah. who is in the middle of a conversation uh, when he <laughs> sees the two of you come in, and he just nods to the two of you and keeps talking as you approach. Um, and one of the station staff members turns to you and says, Yes, can I help you, Chief? Oh, I'm actually here to talk to Yuri uh, whenever he has a moment. Oh, I'll leave you to it then. Moves aside. Prawl turns and looks at the two of you and says, What's going on? Hey, so, uh, how close of an eye do you have on just the crew in general when they're on something like Shoreleaf, like on the station? The truce crusted, trusted to... Why? Oh, just, uh, we're uh, evaluating the security systems uh, from an engineering perspective. Just want to make sure that we have all the technology up to full capacity. Tech, you kind of just didn't say anything just now. I'm very good at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it's a personal project, Yuri. You know, I'm just trying to. Sure, that's fine. But why did it take you two tries to tell me that? No, it's all true. Okay. So you want to monitor the crew while they're on shore leave? Is that what I'm getting from you? Well, monitor is a strong word. I guess just observe, like a like a census, a behavioral census. I could do that. It's not terribly difficult to use shipboard sensors or even the Rendra station sensors to locate every single crew member and find out where they are. Oh, sure, sure, sure. It's it's not about locating the crew. It's just sort of a blog of activity. Is something like that available or is that a violation of privacy when we're not on the ship? Unless there's probable cause to investigate a crew member, mm. it does become somewhat dicey. Interesting. Do you have... A security concern as to why you want to monitor the crew like this? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> just simple curiosity. All right, you're gonna have to roll. Okay. <laughs> um, so this is gonna be. This is gonna be. I'm gonna eat alive for right, everyone. Throw it right over the tree branch. Um, so for you, this is gonna Olivia be. Will be there to kick out the chair? I am watching fine. this. Just be like. This is gonna be a presence <laughs> command. Oh great! And it's gonna be against his. It's gonna be against his insight. Um, oh, oh, and security. Oh, oh boy. no. Oh, yeah, you remember best stone face right behind. And yep. This is a difficulty a one very, roll. Like, yeah. So it's treating it kind of like waves combat. Waves of anxiety so that are coming off of tech. Oh, he, is it um, two, two dice? Oh, whoops, so two dice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly. Uh, okay. 
Okay. What'd you get? Two failures. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, guess what? Um, so... <laughs> Prawl glances down for a moment, and he kind of does that thing where he, he turns his head, and he smiles, and he looks over at you, Ambassador, and goes, What's going on, Ambassador? It was a valiant effort. Good, I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) Paul just shakes his head and waits for the explanation. Tech has reason to believe that uh, some members of our crew might be exchanging information with various people. In a fun, productive way. For points. For points. Mm. Exchanging information. Well, not exchanging information. It's cataloging the resources that are available. And then exchanging them. With points. various people, do you mean with members of the crew? Or do you mean with non-Federation staff? Do you mean Ranger staff? Who are you talking about? No, Great questions. <laughs> so you have reason to believe that members of the crew of the USS Ross are submitting information to non-clear to, to personnel this for profit? This is a misunderstanding. Okay, I would, appreci- I would appreciate a clear explanation then, because yes. that's what I was under. Because Prawl's eyes, he looks like he's leaning in now. Like This is why I didn't want to sorry. get everyone involved. The look on his face is like, I'm sorry, who, who is committing treason exactly? Listen, nobody <laughs> like, is that's committing look, treason. That is, that is the seriousness on his face. He like... I will admit that He's I was like, also. Who is going into the brig? I, I I will admit that I was also operating under a misapprehension because the way that he explained it did not come off that way at all. Is this wait 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 wait? Does this have anything to do with Lieutenant Lacat's supposedly top secret gambling ring? <gasps> no. She has on what? The ship? A what now? A whole ring? Well, you said points. Oh. Okay. <laughs> It's harmless. What oh she's, my God. What she is doing is harmless. Liv, are you leading us on a wild goose chase? Hulk! <laughs> I will take that as a yes. Listen to me. I'm just worried for the crew, okay? I just want to watch them. <laughs> they think that I don't know what's going on, but I see them. I see them whispering in the corners, talking about things like, I know the code words. Tech, what does bingo mean? Do what does honk mean? I know it. I'm on the inside. Tech, do you want to be part of the gambling game? Oh my god. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say something to you, and it's going to come off. It's, I'm not saying this to be condescending, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you not only as the chief security, but as a friend. Well, it bothers me with the preamble, but go ahead. And it's important that I give it because, I, I, it, because the context of this conversation, you're going to think I'm dismissing you, and that's not what I'm doing at all. I'm being a friend right now. Mm-hmm. I honestly, sincerely believe that it's time to make an appointment with Exio. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Commander Prowl. Er, I just needed a break. Of course. Just and you wanted want... to look into something, and it went too far, Tech. like it always does. Tech, take a few deep breaths. <laughs> oh. An attempt was made. If you want to be part of the game, all you had to do was say so. I know the cat. I'm pretty sure I can help you get into the game. I can't be a part of the game. You well, know neither that. should she, but she is anyway. She's not violating any laws technically, and she's not. The captain knows about it as well, and I've been given explicit orders from Captain Sol to let it go. It's harmless for now. So, if you want to participate, you can. If any information that is 
privy only to staff of the USS Ross is making it into the hands of anybody off ship for profit, someone's going into the brig and someone's losing their pips. And I'll see to that. So don't let that happen. If it's just LaCat's <laughs> game, though, oh you're solid. Go play. Are you sure? It's not a problem. It's not technically a violation of any codes. Besides, a team can't be strong without the captain. And to be honest, Tech, no one's got the technical mind that you do to gauge odds. And honestly, engineering is losing right now. Lacat could use some decent competition. What? Yeah. Engineering's losing? The science team has Dr. Yada and a few Vulcans to boot. <sighs> They're probably going to need you. I feel like I could use some help as well. Would you like to join the engineering department? Just in a pseudo capacity. Of course they would. Now the two of you should probably go about your day. Okay. And I'm going to go back to my security duties. Thanks, Yuri. And honestly, Tech. Yeah. When you get a chance, think about talking to Commander Exio. Heard. I'm very sorry for this misunderstanding. You're fine, Olin. It's all right. I'm glad someone's... I'm glad someone is listening. All right. Let's see how we get you into this game. Do I need platinum? Do you? If there's any latinum involved. You see, he gets serious <laughs> again. just start walking away. <laughs> I better not hear anything about latinum as y'all are walking out. And you see that in... You see that that face just shift as the trill looks real serious suddenly as y'all are walking but what out. Is, what is the emotion I'm actually getting off of him? Off of Prawl? Yeah. Mild amusement. Some levels of feelings of concern. And also... No bullshit. There better not be any Latin. Like, Prawl's sense of humor ends there when Latinum is mentioned, and he gets kind of serious as he's watching y'all walk away. But he watches y'all walk away. Fascinating, man. All right. Um, well, thank you for causing me a near heart attack. Um, yeah, welcome to my life. <laughs> um, you really are a bundle of en energy, aren't you? Mm. Ever since yesterday with those silly Marens. Right? Were right. they great? They were. They did help me relax a little bit, so I appreciate the time. <laughs> See, that's all we're after. Um, I, I love that in, in our second campaign, it's me telling you to go to counseling. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so deliciously appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere out there in the void of another multiverse. Yeah. Tristan yeah. screaming, go to counseling. Go to counseling. Um, we're going to cut to... Um, the uh well as y'all are walking out i'm going to set this up before we cut to uh mccrell but um as you are both of you are exiting onto the promenade area having this conversation um you can see a small crowd of klingons have begun to gather outside of the uh klingon embassy um and you see federation security and you see the definitive tag of klingon security is also observing this. You can see that they're monitoring the situation. But it doesn't look raucous, it doesn't look rowdy, but it is unusual. And given the timing of things, everyone's kind of eyeing it. Voices kind of drop a little bit as y'all are getting a little close and it's like a slight murmur. Um, we're gonna cut to McCrell. Um, are you in sickbay? Where are you on the USS Ross? Um, well, for the- Are you on Neringer Station? 
Um, no, I, I went back to the Ross. Okay. Um, I've been um, kind of sp- splitting my time between um, uh, the hollow deck, uh, tending to my herb garden. There's not much to do besides fix a few broken rings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Silly. They all came back to the Ross for medical treatment. Yeah. Apparently what you're hearing is uh, nobody wants to go to the chief medical officer of the ranger station. <laughs> well, with a few broken ribs, they would probably just tell them to walk it all. <laughs> um, did your ribs break, you possibly. weak non clinic <laughs> yeah, Ribs don't break. Uh, we, and a, we have a, like a another set of them. So. Right. right. Yeah, we have redundant everything because reasons. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been splitting my time between between that, just kind of keeping myself busy. Um, uh, I haven't gone back to the, like, after seeing the Fight Club <coughs> thing, uh, I spent a little bit more time in the holodeck. And then I've also been doing more research on that ship for Dr. Wellex. Okay. Um, I've just been kind of keeping busy. Sipping tea by yourself. It's a very rare Please. moment to be alone in the sick bay, in main sick bay. Um, this is a very spacious sick bay. Compared to the old Galaxy class sick bays, this one is about double and a, double and a half of the size. Mm. Um, it's a large enough to secure. I mean, this, when the, remember, when the USS Ross was being built, the Dominion War is in full swing. So this class ship was actually trying to build accommodations for combat wounded. Yes. Um, as a result, it has since been altered, and you have yourself a very big office. That's nice. So here, <laughs> I'm so tiny, um, and my office is so big. Um, <laughs> it's opposite of my size. Yes. Well, as you're sitting there scanning a lot of these, what little information is available on these cybernetic implants, mm. um, you hear a voice, uh, your ears twitch because you hear the movement just before you hear the voice. Mm-hmm. But you hear uh, the familiar voice of Dr. Wellex in your office saying, Doctor, are you in? Yes, Dr. Wellex. He spots you from the other side of the glass wall and comes moving around the sick bay beds, uh, entering your office, which is sort of in between the quarantine zone where he was saying mm-hmm. and the main sick bay area. Um, he steps in and looks around and says, I like this place better when I'm moving about it. Mm. I would, uh, I would assume not being confined to one area gives you, mm, obviously not complete freedom, but we don't want to make you feel like a prisoner. May I sit down? Oh, of course. He slides into a seat. Uh, I've also noticed uh, with your records that you have not gone to your counseling appointments. No, I haven't. I will not be going to those counseling appointments. I see. Curious. I make note of that. <laughs> um, I'm not going. To, I'm, but I'm not going to push him. I'm not going okay. to judge. Just. He exhales for a second, um, and one of the one of the mannerisms that he's taken to doing is you notice he's constantly touching the top of his ears, mm. rolling his finger over the top of his ears over and over. Um, and after a moment, he stands up again and moves towards the doorway, but then moves away from it. You can tell from his movements and the fact that he doesn't seem to have any aim, that he's got something on his mind, a little agitated. Then he pauses finally at the door and just says, Can I be rather forthcoming with you? I'm not particularly comfortable doing this normally, but with you, I feel as though maybe... 
Maybe it's not such a bad idea. I have patient doctor confidentiality, according to your Federation records. Yes, you do. I'm all ears. I don't I... actually do that. <laughs> I get the impression, Doctor, and I will stand corrected if you wish to deny this. Mm. I get the impression under that pleasant demeanor that you and I are quite the same person. You've mentioned this before. It's true. So. Are you waiting for me to confirm or deny your assumptions? I'm waiting to find out how to phrase this next part. Hmm. I am not a Romulan spy. Thank you. If you were a Romulan spy, I'm sure I would have conveniently died on the medical bed. Yes. <laughs> but something tells me that you have the heart for the craft. So one of the things that we used to do in the Tal Shiar, we were trained to be able to spot people who were... There could be assets, sympathizers, or even train agents in the field if we needed to. Hmm. You are absolutely somebody I would pinpoint as someone I could use. I don't like to be used, Dr. Willix. But you're used every day. Mm. You're a doctor on board this vessel. You serve the Federation. By choice. I took an oath as a doctor to... <laughs> He raises his hand almost like to wave that off and says, there's no one that operates outside the Tal Shiar as an asset that doesn't do it, except for by choice. Mm. But I'm no longer Tal Shiar. Yes, and I will never be, so thank you. Nor will I. That career path is closed to me now. Nevertheless, I am fascinated by you. Mm. I am curious. You seem so perfectly engineered, your profile. Would you say that's accurate? Um, you can, uh, Dr. McCarl is completely Stoic. Yep, stoic, except her tail twitches. Okay. So I don't know if he noticed that or not. Uh, let's have him roll for it. Okay. <laughs> let's have him roll for it. Mm. <laughs> Nor will I. I can erase the record. Also the difficulty of one, unless you're resisting this, but I'm going to go ahead and just make the roll of difficulty one. Uh, I can... Yeah. I have no reason. Well, I mean, my tail if you are trying to be... If you're trying guess, to keep yourself still, you are resistant? That's then true. Then this is going to be a command presence roll against his insight. Great. And wow, that's... For both security. a great command presence. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's our top... <laughs> Okay. So close. <laughs> he doesn't react at all. Mm. No facial shift whatsoever. If he saw it, you don't know it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let me ask you this, Doctor. If you, throughout your entire life, had a secret, or secrets, or lived your life in secret, mm. 
say you were raised that way, say it was a culture that taught you to always protect yourself with secrets and that they can be weaponized, you would develop a certain outlook on things that could not be changed merely by having spots added to your face. My point, Doctor, is I will not be going to therapy. Understood. And well, I have a feeling you understand why. I have a feeling that what I'm saying makes sense to you, which is why I wish to come and speak to you. I estimate in the next three or so hours that the <laughs> very dour-demeanored Lieutenant Commander Prawl is going to be paying me a visit. He's been keeping a close tab on my day-to-day. -day. Yes, we want to make sure that you behave and also don't have another 30-minute episode. I'm on borrowed time. Which I am trying to fix. Why? Because everyone deserves life and everyone deserves new beginnings. Your past shouldn't affect what you want to be now. That answers my question. Yes. We are alike. If you would like, um, because I know the captain will not be happy with your decision for missing your appointments, if you'd like to keep meeting, I could request that I can do part of your psych, ev psych evaluations with my checkups as well. I do have a background in it. I'll consider that. Either way, the captain and their XO will be disappointed in your decision. We will not try to force you to do anything you do not wish. But they will try. I'll consider that. I am on borrowed time. Perhaps, perhaps this is an opportunity <laughs> to try things I would never normally do. Thank you for your time, Doctor. And he gets back up out of the chair again and straightens himself out and says, I promise I, the doctor-patient confidentiality, that's, the spirit of that is a two-way street here. I appreciate that, but I'm also not frightened of my past. Oh, I don't think that's true. He lingers for a moment. And when you don't respond, he slips out the door. And with long strides, makes his way to the exit and leaves sickbay. 
I make a note to Exio <laughs> to let her know of Dr. Wellix's request of not attending his counseling appointments. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and... Captain is literally getting ready to leave your office <laughs> when this trips through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all it says. He has requested not therapy. <laughs> no therapy. Um, I mean, y'all can literally talk on a view screen. True. Yes, I'm wondering, I how can, is this message coming? It probably I, comes into the data files. I send it in a data file. How visibly file. angry does this make me? <laughs> how big is Exio smiling? <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to uh, yeah, continue just on the view screen. Yeah. I'm, I'm free all day. Okay, so then what happens then? To, to sort of bring order to this is you mm-hmm. into this. I wouldn't answer a video message in the middle of a session. No, yeah, well, this no, is. I put it. I put it. So let me. Let me. Let me yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll bring order to this. Cool. So it's the end of the session when yes. this data. Then when this data comes through, is she is right. literally entered onto his record, which you have full access to. And as, uh, and I have that flagged. So what so. ends up happening is moments after you enter that in, as you turn back to your tea, Exio's face comes up on a view screen. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, is that a permanent request? <laughs> Oh, are you uh, referring to Dr. Wellix's uh, lack of counseling sessions? What? Hello, Captain. You can hear the voice <laughs> just as a door. Like, what? Hello. <laughs> like a door was opening as they were leaving <laughs> when they overheard this. <laughs> Did you happen to remind him that those counseling sessions were in fact mandatory as part of his guest stay? There are strings attached to him being on this ship, and that string is attached to my office. I understand. However, I feel that his personal recuperation needs to be taken on his own time. Right now, he is coming to terms with his own morality and wishes to... come through to that through solitary. He doesn't wish to have the counseling sessions. However, he has expressed interest in speaking with me. And I, of course, could uh, put together files for you. I do not doubt your expertise in this matter. I doubt his intentions. It has seemed I do not trust this individual. I know that he is a guest and he is learning himself. Again, but we still do not know if this entire thing is planned. He was assassinated twice and failed twice. This entire mission may be part of it. Yes, but until we figure out how to prolong his life, the assassination attempts won't matter. Right now, it feels like he just wants to do what he can before his time is over, on his own terms. I will approve counseling sessions with you, and I expect full reports. Yes, and I, I assure you that I will make them as thorough and detailed as I can for you. Do you believe he is grooming you? No. He is not grooming me. I do feel that he 
has a certain level of familiarity and trust. It could be also that I was one of the doctors that has... I feel like I was the one who helped him become who he is now with his current appearance and who he wants to be portrayed. He got to choose. And I felt like it gave us a level of trust. Right now he doesn't have anyone. There's a chirping sound just as she finishes that sentence on your communicator, Captain. Commander Sivek to Captain Sol. Just a moment, boys. Yes. I'm gonna take this. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> Shh, door closes behind Goodbye, you. Goodbye, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> the voice cuts off as the door closes behind you. This is Captain Song. Captain, this is Commander Sivek at Narendra Station. Yes. Uh, requesting a meeting with you in the next half hour to discuss an anomaly that's been detected by long-range sensors. Yes. Can you please send that data ahead? Well, you need to come aboard for that meeting. The admiral requested you to attend this briefing personally. Ah, oh, understand. On the station, then? Correct. Ah, oh, I'm on my way. Side the Alright. One last thing before you depart. Please be careful. I've observed his language quite a bit, and he seems to have a pattern of picking people he deems vulnerable. He's said it multiple times. Please, stay safe with him. I assure you, Commander Exio, that my safety shall not be a concern. Wonderful. I quite like visiting you. As I do you. <laughs> well, I'll talk to you soon. Yes. What was that music? Oh, I can send you a mix. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> It's intense. And, and um, as you're sort of evaluating things, you see a floating schedule that pops up for Chief Tech. Just Go. A, a, a session whenever. <laughs> you're so busy today. Yeah. Well. And to compound this, as you see that. Specifically requested me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, as you see this data pop up on your screen, XEO. Yes. Quirking your head a little bit as you're seeing that request come in. The door opens again. Must have missed. Must have missed the captain by just a few moments. Yes. Because <laughs> on, on, on on like a perfect timer. Take a number. You it's, see, it's one of those Thursdays. <laughs> Never could get the. You see, standing in the doorway is Doctor Willicks, um, with mm-hmm. this sort of flat look on his face. He just he doesn't enter at first. He stands there for a few moments and then he is shoved into the door by Lieutenant Commander Prawl standing behind him with two security officers. Oh, poor thing. Um, and uh, Prawl looks at you and says, Commander, I apologize, but apparently our guest doesn't know how to use the computer to find his way to your quarters for the appointments that he is scheduled for. I have been very well aware that he has not been reading his schedule. You see a tight grip for this trill come down on this guy's shoulder, and he says, I'm glad I could help you find your way, Dr. Willicks. Enjoy your counseling session. And with no humor, turns on his heel and nods to you as he walks out the door. And it closes behind him. I don't show it, but my heart goes out to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's literally only been like five minutes since his exit from sickbay when, when he was confiscated in the halls. Um, 
But before we continue there, um, we're going to cut back to the sick bay because as you close down your <laughs> communications, um, you hear uh, just chirping through a very nervous voice on your communicator going, uh, 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 Chief Medical Officer McCrell. This is she. Uh, McCrell. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Chief Medical Officer McCrell. D- McCrell's fine. And you hear scream suddenly. Oh. This um... ear-shattering scream in the background. And you hear a woman's voice go, I, I, I think she's, I think she's, and you hear the, whoever this voice is. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Give me your location, please. Uh, we are on the auxiliary deck. Uh, Narendra Station, and we could really use your help right now, Doctor. Yes. Can I uh, can I do transport to transport? Can I? Um, yes, yeah, so you have to talk to uh, yeah. Chief Singh. Singh. Yeah. yeah. Doctor McCrell to Chief Singh. Yes, Doctor McCrell. Can I have transport to auxiliary? Uh, what was it? The auxiliary deck. Auxiliary deck. Ex- auxiliary deck the auxiliary deck with uh, with my medical supplies, please. Of course, Doctor. One moment. Stand by. You begin to beam. You see that blue energy curtain once again. It's easier than walking. When you reform, when your molecules reform and you beam inside of the station, the room that you were surrounded by um, is dramatically different than your sick bay. It is darkened. Um, the temperature immediately spikes. Mm. Um, you're aware that you are in one of the lower decks of Narendra Station. The auxiliary, auxiliary is down sort of like mid-level yes. uh, on Narendra Station. Um and the first thing that happens is you are greeted with an ear-shattering scream. Um, and it kind of causes like this, this reaction in you to like jerk over to the side. But you see standing what looks like this portion of auxiliary control, it looks like you're actually kind of inside the guts of Narendra Station. This area is largely, it looks like the, the areas to move about are largely kind of like a catwalk or metal walkways. Large enough to allow multiple people to pass by. And but you can also see a lot of the technology in the inner techs of Narendra Station itself. Auxiliary mm-hmm. control, lots of open access to control panels and energy sources flowing through here. Yes. Um, lots of Klingons and a couple of Starfleet officers, but mostly Klingons surrounding um, in the sort of scattered in the sort of like a scattered pack. Somebody on the ground. You see two Federation officers, um, sort of huddled over what looks like a woman. I immediately just push my way. Um, Maybe you, a little bit more aggressively than I need to. Yeah, yeah, they're you kind of have to be. Yeah. Yeah, you just kind of shove these two Klingons uh, aside. You see there are two crew members um, that apparently are surrounding what looks like a Klingon woman. Okay. Um, she apparently, judging from her state and from the fact that she is uh, letting out blood-curdling screams, and judging from the state that you see these two officers in, she is going into labor. Oh, lovely. And, oh, isn't um, this nice? You see there are two, like I said, there are two Starfleet officers. Um, one of them you recognize as an Ensign Balm. Ensign Jeremiah Balm, who is actually a, in fellowship right now on the USS Ross, but is to report to the Narendra Station. Okay. Um, next to him and, uh, is... He is a... Department. He's human. Human. He's human. He's he's a doctor. Aha! He's, he's in his fellowship right My now. My people. Oh, I um, see. Yeah. Ensign, Ensign Baum. Okay. And then next to him, she has slightly more experience out here in deep space, but uh, Nurse Sky, who has also served on the USS Ross. And is, and so is, I know Nurse Sky. Yeah, you're, you're familiar with both of them. Right. Um, but you can tell the two of them have actually been 
It, you know the two of them are more than enough, have more than enough medical competency to start delivering to this. this, but it looks like probably wasn't prepared for a Klingon delivery because Ner- <laughs> Instant Balm clearly has a split lip and a big red welt developing on the side uh, of his yes. face. And he gets up and says, oh, doctor, yes, uh, could really use your expertise. The CMO of Narendra Station is not responding to her hails. Oh, dear. And what a beautiful moment that we get to witness. <laughs> and you hear this guttural oh. swearing coming out of this Klingon woman as you say this with this like, calm voice. She leans up. She has her hair pulled back into a thick, tight, like wild ponytail. It goes out of bed everywhere. She's dressed in like engineering, what looks like engineers... Uh, sort of like a suit, like this heavy, mm-hmm. thick padded suit to protect her from plasma fires and such. Um, medical belt is off and her lower half, she is, looks like she has grabbed the lower half of her uniform and has torn it aside. Literally just preparing to give birth. Like, we'll fix it. Um, <laughs> um, as she just starts screaming guttural, some of the most vile Klingon swears at you. Mm-hmm. A lot of the universal translator isn't to pick it up, but like spittle coming out of her mouth as she's shouting at you in rage. Oh, I know that. And then one. taking oh. a deep breath, she leans her head back and uh, Balm looks at you and just says, I've delivered babies before. I just wasn't. Um, she doesn't like it when you talk calmly to her. Yes, that'll be problems. Uh... <laughs> Nurse Sky looks at you and says, she's already, uh, she's already well into the way, but... Uh, doctor, I, th- I think she's going to need your help. Yes. Uh, I will need uh, your assistance as well. I'm, the Klingon yes. birth can be very primal and violent. <laughs> okay. One of the Klingons standing next to you goes, <laughs> and laughs at the other Klingon as that other Klingon seems to catch the understatement and nods to the other one. Which one um, of them gets something thrown at their head? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, she is gripping the catwalk with her fingers and just like digging oh, in. So she's going to throw the catwalk. Right, okay. yeah. Yes. Um, real quick clarification, what race is Nurse Sky? Yes, I was Nurse, guy's, uh, Nurse Sky is uh, half Vulcan, half human. Nice. And she, her pronouns? She, her pronouns. He, him for an uh, instant ball as well. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so as I get closer, I'm like, Nurse Sky, I will I will need your assistance as well, especially uh, with your strength to help restrain our... She glances up at Ensign Balm, who just nods to her, and she says, of course, Doctor. Excellent. Uh, let's get started. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Guess what, Bonnie? Yes. Extended task. Oh, oh my gosh. Wait, how many centimeters dilated is she already? And yes. do forceps count as an advantage? <laughs> do you, have, you do have your medical kit with you. Yep. I do. I made sure I brought that. You are going to get an assist from Dr. Bomb. Yes. Um, Dr. Yay. Here we go. This is what this is designed for. It's got to be the work track. What's my All right, so here we go. The difficulty is two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we have no momentum. And the magnitude is two. Okay. However, the resistance is two. Excellent. Okay. And here's the bad part. As you run a tricorder scan over her, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go ahead and just, instead of having you roll for the condition, I want to let you know what you're up against with this extended task. So as a standard issue, as you roll the matter, she is actually having a, she should not be in this much pain. And you can tell from the scan that the birth is not going well. Um, the baby is not in the right position. And it's causing some significant problems. Um, the redundancy of Klingon organs, um, it, it does mean that typically Klingons don't have as such... Humans 
humans got fucked on childbirth. We we really did not. Uh, evolution was not very kind to human beings. <laughs> yeah. Evolution was not very nice not to human happens. beings on when it comes to childbirth. Klingons seem to have done a little bit better, but for the most part, uh, this Klingon is having a difficult childbirth. So, and there's no way to like transport to medical bay or anything. They get, it, at this stage, it's probably yeah. It it's also pro- was a probably, child. It'd probably be a last resort kind of mm-hmm. option. So here's the thing. It's difficulty two, magnitude two, mm-hmm. resistance two, mm-hmm. but it is a timed task. You have ten minutes to help her, Ooh, okay. or you might lose someone. Okay. Um, each 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 one of these, uh, each each work each work point on mm-hmm. the on the on the workflow chart counts as one minute. Mm. Okay. You have ten minutes. The magnitude is seven. And the work track is, uh, I'm sorry, the magnitude is uh, two. The Thank magnitude you. is two. The <laughs> oh, work, God. The work track is seven. Okay, seven. got it. The work track is seven. Okay. Difficulty two, magnitude two, resistance two. Okay. You have an assist and no mm. momentum at the moment. Lovely. So. <clears throat> okay, and then uh, just, you know, yep. help me mm-hmm. go through this. So I would like to make a roll. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and make your first roll. Um, and we'll uh, see how this goes. What we're using. <laughs> so yes. your first roll, which uh, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be, I think this would actually be control medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think so. And yeah. uh, I have xenobiology and that would come emergency medicine. Would yeah, also all of that would come in handy yep. here for sure. Perfect. Xenobiology being the big one. Let's make a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Um, well, I think so, that's already. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's help. The difficulty is two. Well, Go ahead and make your roll. We need to make it into. Baby. Uh, three successes. And your Dr. Bomb crit. Woo! Yeah. I, got, I also got one I rolled crit. a good old Starfleet symbol on um, that medical die. Um, so that's three momentum we've gained. So three momentum. So that is going to give you... Okay, so three momentum. You've got... You. The difficulty was two, so you're going to gain... Wait. One momentum from me, two momentum from him. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you're going to roll your challenge dice, which is two plus your medical skill. So I need more, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's also I believe you. Do you, Xander? Remind me. Uh-huh. Do you add? Do you add challenge dice based on the number of successes you rolled, or that doesn't count at all? It's your medical no. skill, correct? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, one. cool. Now you do have those bonus momentum. There is yes. a resistance level of two, which yes. means that's going to subtract two from any successes on the work track that you would have normally got. Need gotten. one more. However, you can spend momentum to gain piercing. Right. Correct. Which ignores resistance. We can do afterwards, though. Yes. Because yeah, we can see correct. how many and how many effects. Which will also let us decide whether or not to challenge dice and tell oh, I need to for right now. Let's do it. Okay, well, then let's then evaluate. Then. You have four... Uh, four effects. If, no, or not effects. Uh, four yeah. successes. successes yeah. And you have four that are blank. Right. So we'd like to spend for a re-roll. Yeah, okay. then we'll get breakthrough. Which is one mm-hmm. uh, momentum. Ooh, that's better. This was, that was, that was, that was, yeah, was yeah, yep. So two effects and one more success. So four Sorry. successes with nope. two. No, nope. these successes. successes, two effects. Six successes. Six so, successes, two effects. That's a breakthrough. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Uh, so that's one breakthrough. So that's going to drop the magnitude to one. And also, yeah. So you're going to fill up that. You're going to fill up all that on the work track. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you've got this. Yeah. You're blowing through this. I'm just going to catch the baby. Like, one, <laughs> two, three, push. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Step trick, also, let's, let's spend the one momentum game yeah. piercing because then it's just ding, ding, ding. Yeah. yeah. So, definitely, McCrell, using your medical expertise, the medical kit that you have on hand, you immediately started making 
improvements in this birth process. Okay. You give her a hyperspray, which deals with a little bit of the pain, which is going to help her relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. Dilation is increasing. You manage to move, turn the baby around. Yes. Um, so Dope. go ahead and make your second roll because right. that was a tremendous success. And Dr. Baum is going to help you again. Um, Nurse Sky is coaching her and, and trying yes. to like nurse nurse guy is like getting her to look in her oh, eyes oh i would like to re-roll uh, i did not spend a dr bomb's not gonna be able to help you on this one. Oh crap uh you have determination mm -hmm. i do i ruled a 20. you have determination you have determination oh she didn't spend it you can also oh yeah because you don't have momentum yeah if you want to you have one um what about um i think it's two to to erase a, a disadvantage if that's yeah, a threat if I was gonna if I was right. gonna throw uh, it because in. it's two to place in an advantage is probably I can two to remove a complication but yeah your little screen boils yeah. tell us um yeah so I got one success and a 20 so if I burn a determination that yeah. I could re-roll my mm -hmm. 20 uh no amount of studying can replace hands-on experience that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah. I think it's. You have to have hands on a baby. <laughs> yes. yes. You've delivered babies before, and you've got an expertise in xenobiology. There's no reason to assume that this wasn't part of your training in the holodeck program. There. We there go. we go. That's a success. Two successes. <sighs> Two successes. Okay. okay, so that's going to get you on the work track again. Um, the resistance is two, but you burned that momentum to get piercing this time. Yes. So mm -hmm. there's not going to be any resistance to this. The magnitude is only one. Okay. Just no rerolls. So go ahead and roll your challenge dice. Cool! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven successes, two breakthroughs. No, two breakthroughs. Breakthrough. Two effects. Two effects, sorry. Two breakthroughs. <laughs> um, the answer. calm of Dr. McCrell <laughs> as she's delivering this child. I've had my tea. Um, for a second, it's quiet as, sh as the Klingon's leaning forward and bearing down and listening to Dr. Sky give, like, coaching and there's a calm for a moment and dr Baum looks up and goes is everything okay doc and it right doesn't get to finish his sentence as you hear the baby's cry oh. as you pull out a small female klingon <laughs> little um, angel um, <laughs> <laughs> you're crying. so angry um, yes and then of course the mother immediately the the panting and then the ah, 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 oh. and she kind of throws her head back a little bit and lets out a small relieved laugh and then when she comes back up you see just this big emotional grin on her face you have a little warrior on your hands this one's going to be trouble <laughs> you <laughs> hand it over to her and a few of the Klingons standing around go ah you hear like like celebrations I do like, too <laughs> like everyone's kind of talking <laughs> One of the older Klingons, one of this, the older yeah. Klingons, probably in his late 50s, as it would be for a Klingon's mm. age, um, immediately, with a big grin on his face, immediately starts singing. Yeah. Hola. And the other Klingons smile and begin to join yeah. in. And mm. um, it takes just a few moments when there's this thunderous baritone voice of all these Klingons singing this joyous song that must actually be something close to what would be a Klingon nursery song of some kind. A welcoming. Yes, they're not falling asleep to this. <laughs> as, as the song is booming, um, mm. you feel a hand grip yours suddenly. And you mm. look down and she says, Vom, my name is Vom. Vom, and what is the name of your little one? She glances down and says, I don't know yet. Oh, there's still time? <laughs> Dr. Baum leans back and says, No problem. <laughs> <laughs> and smiles at you and says, 
That was good. That was good. Now let's go get your face fixed. Oh, yeah. Let's get that looked at. He looks over at Sky and Sky nods. And um, we'll cut from that scene. As we, as Narendra Station's uh, population is increased by one. Oh! He's so precious! <laughs> Ten <laughs> minutes, my ass! <laughs> yeah, that was literally two minutes. That was amazing. <laughs> two minutes! Hey, two can rolls. Be that fast Look, we had to get it right quick. Yeah, get that baby out of breach. Dr. McCrell. My tea. my tea was getting cold. Um, <laughs> Um, when you enter the medical facility on crew deck, um, mm. four decks up on uh, Narendra Station, as you enter this place, looks like it is built to accommodate both Federation and Klingon members, mm. so the beds are not just slabs of metal. You actually see this place is built to accommodate everybody, and it is large. It's twice the size of your sick bay, which is understandable. This is a space station. It is not a starship. Would you say that um, it's massive? No. <laughs> I tried, Jody. I tried. Um, as you walk in, the first thing you notice um, is a lot of the staff um, is looks like they're moving about doing their normal daily routines. A couple mm. of the Federation officers see you come in, and um, they immediately one of these doctors moves over and starts helping uh, Doctor Baum. He says, "Oh yeah, thanks. No, I, I just got a little, little too close to her." Uh, don't use calming voices on, on Klingon women when they're giving birth because they think you're patronizing them. Mm. And that's not good. <laughs> you see the dermal regenerator being applied to me, and he goes, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, she clocked me good. I might need to check that tooth, actually. Um, <laughs> Sky <laughs> turns and looks like at you and says, we tried to get a hold of the CMO, but she wasn't responding. Maybe and I should. Uh... According, to ship's, according to Station's computer, she's in her office. Perhaps I should give her a visit. I have yet to meet Dr. Neary, and this might be the perfect time to see what was keeping her so occupied in this emergency. Good luck. I haven't met her yet. Sky goes, this is just your first day on the station. <laughs> Dr. Baum nods and says, I know. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Good day. With a big smile on his face. Um, I like them both. <laughs> so, you turn and face the chief medical officer's door. Mm. Office does not have windows. As you approach it, he goes, mm -mm. locked, does not open. I request entrance. Nothing. Dr. Becquerel to Dr. Neary of Starbase 364. There's a beat, and you hear a groan. What do you want? I request an audience with you at your earliest convenience, preferably right now. You're here now? Yes, I'm in front of your office. It's a very nice door. You hear the ch chirping of the door unlocking. <laughs> and immediately it opens. And when it does, you're greeted with a sight of... A tall Klingon woman mm. who's huddled behind her desk at the moment and two empty bottles of blood wine that have been emptied out onto the floor. Ah, and yes. And she's leaning up into the, into, just rubbing her forehead for a second and looks at you and says, what are you supposed to be? A doctor. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. What do you want? 
Well, I was just making sure that you are right. You missed quite an episode today on the auxiliary deck. Um, one of your one of your engineering officers gave birth to a beautiful baby girl, but it was quite complicated. They were calling you for quite a while. And she's fine? She's fine now. Good. Get out. She sits back down into her desk, and the door no. goes... <laughs> oh, I was I walked Are in. Are you staying? Oh, I, I was staying. Yeah. No. Okay. I would just like to give my professional expertise that while on duty, you should probably cut back on your blood wine for the safety of your crew and the station. She gets up out of her desk slowly and walks over to you with that walk. And she comes to a stop pretty close to you. Can <laughs> I just do this? Down <laughs> Hello. She says, allow me to give you my professional advice as a Klingon. I don't appreciate your medical opinion in this matter. And if you wish to challenge me, then I am ready. Well, considering that you are extremely inebriated, I feel like the fight would not be equal. And with that, <laughs> we are going to break. Oh, no. It's 8 p.m. So basically, Go for it, baby. I'll hold your yarn. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle just said, and I... Doctor fight. <laughs> By the way, the birthing scene was a request from one of the champions of the League of Whimsy, Darth Pillows. Oh, so that was their character, was... Ensign Balm. Oh, oh, you were you were perfect. <laughs> yeah, so Sorry about your lip. <laughs> good scene request there, and uh, the champions of the League. So I hope you enjoyed that. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Sorry, it took so. Sorry, it went so quickly. <laughs> I that was that inspired a whole. I was I was excited to finally use the extended task for a medical emergency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, the scientific yeah. method versus. We'd only so, done it once before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with Amy. Yeah, yeah exactly. So well done, awesome. because you Thank nailed you. that. Yeah. Um, we're going to go ahead and take our 10-minute break, so don't go anywhere. We'll see you in 10 minutes, and <laughs> let's find out what happens. Blood Stay wine. <laughs> Welcome back to Clear Skies, everybody. We are going to jump right back into our game. Um, where we left off was a standoff between the chief medical officer and the chief, uh, medical, the chief officer. medical officer. <laughs> uh, the, My bet's on the chief medical officer. Ooh, the, safe. <laughs> the Klingon is currently staring down... Uh, <laughs> McCrell just on the inside of her office door. Mm. Um, you have basically said you don't want to fight her because it wouldn't be a fair fight since she's drunk. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so as you say this to her, you see that toothy Klingon grin and she goes, I thought I smelled cowardice on you the moment you walked in the door. And then you hear, uh, excuse me, behind, <laughs> behind the two of you. And then both of your heads turn and you see Jeremiah Baum say, sorry, uh, I'm reporting for duty. Uh, I was delivering uh, a baby uh, with Dr. McCrell. Yes, Dr. Neary was indisposed. What is your training? Says, oh, I have my medical files here and brings over and hands over a data pad. She snatches it from him and looks at you for a second, then glances down. 
beeping noise as she scrolls through it and says, this will be acceptable. Hands it back. Thank you. Doctor. And good work today, Ensign Balm. I'll make sure to put that on your file Thank as well. Thank you, Doctor, and well done. Well, in a day's work. Well, you two seem to be in the middle of something, so I will <laughs> leave you both to it and go take my post-running diagnostics, I suppose. Get out! Yeah, yeah. He turns and... And I just immediately just look back up at her with a smile. <laughs> and she looks down and says, if you're finished, you may leave now. Are we finished? That's up to you. I was just waiting to see if you were going to make the first move. I'm perfectly fine just talking. I don't want to talk to you. Obviously. Well, maybe we can do this another time when it's more of a fair fight. Hmm? Do you plan on getting... She looks down at your legs and says lifts to make it a fair fight? No. Then you have once again found a way to coward yourself out of an encounter. But what should I expect from uh, Cation? You see the fur bristle a little bit? (laughs) You see she kind of leans her chin up and there's this low growl like the Klingon nose she got under your skin just now. Mm. Well... You of all people would know that sometimes the smallest of warriors have the deadliest bite. Do you have a deadly bite, Doctor? No, I am a doctor. (laughs) She shoves your shoulder off to the side like a good hard pat on the shoulder. I barely move. (laughs) She just looks at you and says, So many people looking in on our medical profession just assume that we're going to have a bedside manner that will allow people to walk on us. It's good to see that the Federation is putting some spine into their medical facilities. Yes. Thank you for delivering the the baby. You're welcome. Sorry that I was absent for that. That's all right. Maybe uh, save these for after. Duty you hours. set down the empty bottle and she says, it was after duty hours. Oh, I see they're left over. Oh, here. Okay, would you like some? It'll help with the headache. I don't have a headache. Yes, you do. She quirks a brow. No, I don't. All right. I'll leave it here for she you. She looks at it and says, where are you from exactly? Where are you coming from? Oh, well, I came from Starfleet Federation. What ship were you on? Unless you're being assigned here. The USS Ross. Ross. Never heard of it. Ah, it's a first of her kind. You should look at her. She's beautiful. You would probably be very impressed with the medical bay. Probably. If you'd like a tour, I could give you one. Hmm. She leans onto her desk as you see a little bit of that anger stills being translated into some mild common sense. Mm. And she leans on this. This desk, by the way, is filled with these like bulky Klingon data pads and medical files just like all piled up off to the side. But you also notice that it looks like her office 
is in the process either being rearranged or she's tearing it down. You're not sure which. But there's not much up on the walls. There's not a lot. Even the data screens don't look like they're being used very often. But um, she says, before I agree to that, did you have any personnel transfers from the Ross? Oh, you should have gotten most of those files uh, from our XCO. Mm. She moves over to the computer and our XO. Pounds, on, pounds on the data pad for a moment. And you see the hollow display just come up in front of her. She swipes through. Oh, yes, here they are. 300 new personnel, and they're not Klingon. Good. It goes down. Maybe I'll finally get to be a doctor. I see. Oh, now I understand. <laughs> it's all no. <laughs> You're just bored. <laughs> yes. Ah, yes. I've been... I've shuffled been, away. I've into... been bored. So, tell me, if I were to request medical equipment for this facility from your starship, could that be accommodated? Well, of course, I'd have to ask my captain first, but I don't see why not. Ask your captain. Uh, yes, it seems like you could use for a little upgrade. I will uh, say, though, your medical bay is quite <laughs> massive. I wanted to say it. <laughs> You'll ah. notice that the only people in there currently receiving treatment are humans and Betazoids and Vulcans. No Klingons. Yes, I've noticed in my particular history with Klingons, they don't tend to like... Doctors? No, <laughs> yes. they don't like doctors, doctor. They never come to sickbay. They never come to sickbay. And if there's a substantial injury or something that I could actually treat, I miss out on it because they'll go back to their quarters. Mm. They'll take a Federation-issued phaser that they're not supposed to have. They'll superheat their dick-talk daggers and they'll cauterize the wound at the dinner table, leaving me with nothing to do. Well... You would have had something to do today. <laughs> yes, apparently. But you seem to have handled it. You're welcome. Anything else? No, but let me know if you'd like a tour. I think you'd enjoy it. I would. It'd be nice to actually be around a medical facility that has something to do with medicine. It's been quite enjoyable talking to you. I didn't think I would make a new colleague today. She smiles and puts her hands together and says, It's nice to meet you too, Doctor. But I am going to ask for a rain check on that. Well, whatever that was about to be. I would have been disappointed if you hadn't. You see a grin to her face. She says, Good. I'll contact you soon then. Excellent. Please get out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I get to go climbing. <laughs> you very much whispering about it, but yes. <laughs> That's the quiet part out loud. <laughs> I, I, I like, made a friend. No, no one can. Do, no, I love. I love how no one can actually like. No one can really tell if a Klingon's flirting or wanting yeah, to yeah. kill you. It's, and it's just best. that much more exciting. That's why I like it. It's just always flirting. <laughs> it's flirting. Um, it's like petting a cat. You, you never know if they're going to love it or attack you. Yeah. They start loving it, then they attack you. Yeah. Exactly. In Klingons, it's they attack you, and then they love you. Um, they what a perfect union. <laughs> so, 
Um, let's go ahead and cut back to our counseling session real quick. Mm-hmm. Our not counseling session. Um, you are alone now in the room with Dr. Wellix. And he's oh, yes. straightening out his uniform a little bit and says, Hello, Commander. I don't think we've met yet. I turn my uniform red. Okay. And I say, Commander Exio. Puts his hand out and shakes your hand. Would you like a seat? No, thank you. I'm fine. I'm good to stand. For 30 whole minutes. Maybe I'll sit. And he moves over to a chair and sits down. I was just in the medical bay having a discussion with your chief medical officer. I know. It went well. This is not a counseling session, I hope you know. You can speak freely. He... You see his shoulders kind of relax a little bit, and... After a moment... I heard that you're a hologram. Is that true? Is that impressive if I say yes? (laughs) I suppose. Then yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's an interesting trick with the uniform. What would you like me to say? Nothing. We're going to sit here. Together. You do not wish to speak to me, so I don't wish to listen. On this ship, I am your XO. (laughs) Is that funny? You all have the same rank to me. Everyone wearing one of those chevrons. You're not my XO, you're my warden. Well, that's not necessarily true, Dr. Wellix. Remember, you're a member of Starfleet. You see genuine confusion come across his face. Um, and he looks like he's trying to mask it a little bit, but he looks down for a second. But Cold read. Okay, go ahead. And make it <laughs> yes! Nice. Um, <laughs> Get him! Get him, XO! Would, uh, would we be able to help with the ship? On something like this, since no. it's Xe. Okay. Mm-mm. No, Xe is an independent program. Gotcha. She is not connected to this. She's thing. an independent program. She right, right. Ship. This is literally Xe using her programs, her e, her dot exe. Sure, sure. To read him like a newspaper, um, even though he is uh, not currently showing any emotion. So the difficulty gotcha. here is two. Um, I am actually going to spend a threat to raise the complication range by one. Right. But it's the diff. Oh, yeah. Difficult. No, I'm sorry. Difficulty's one. It's versus his. Sure. Yeah. What What is this going to be? Um. So this is going to be. Hmm. I think. In I think this is going to be a pretty standard one. I think this is going to be a insight. Insight, com- insight command, command or insight security. I'll accept either one. I'll do insight command. Okay. Since I'm. Being XO. the XO today. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And I'm using. My focus mm-hmm. for, um, in which I 
Sure, Commander Counselor. Don't mind in any case. Yeah. I guess I'm cold reading him at the moment, so cold it's more him. counseling. Yeah. Um, even though this isn't that. Yeah. <laughs> but the uniform shift is just an aesthetic. Right? Exactly. Or you can totally call upon that program whenever you want. Oh, yes. That's that's just me being me. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the character gains. Okay. Should we have momentum? That'd be wonderful. Yeah. Oh, did we not have the? Oh, <laughs> sorry, no, I had to give birth to a baby. <laughs> oh, we're okay. about to get some. Oh, hopefully. Yeah. What'd you get? Um, three successes. You beat him by one. Yes. What's the difficulty. Uh, difficulty two. was one. It was versus him. Momentum. Wait, wait, go, Gina. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well then. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. T- oh, tell sorry. me. T- it's successes, but it's against the difference of what oh. he bought, so it's one so it's momentum. Just one wow. momentum. Yeah. Hey, okay. that's one momentum yeah. we didn't have. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay. It, it's it's only there for a split second when this trill, mask, this Romulan masquerading as a trill, um, his features, they shift a little bit as he kind of glances down for whatever, for all the years of training he's had. What bubbles to the surface in that brief moment is a general sense of confusion. When I call him Starfleet? Authentic confusion of like trying, like your instinct is that he's trying to recall what you just referenced and he's having trouble. Mm-hmm. So he just says, if you say so, Commander. And he looks like he's trying, like you immediately get a sense that he is trying to not show that he's having trouble accessing that memory. He's trying, he's putting on a front of like everything is fine. And he just kind of resumes that sort of smug look. Okay. Do you recall what happened a few days ago? Do you remember it? I'm told that I stormed out of the medical facility and made my way across multiple decks of the starship before being apprehended. Do you recall attacking an officer? No, and I wasn't told I was attacked. I had attacked an officer. How am I still alive if I attacked an officer? Because a few moments later, you changed tactic? That doesn't sound like me. I've heard stories of this. There have been a few in the history of the Tashiar that have managed to remove their chips. Not everyone gets the implant, only deep cover operatives. We know that we have to operate around empaths and telepaths, particularly in the Federation, so we take precautions. And there have been a few who have tried to remove them. Mostly because the chip was driving them insane. It wasn't clean medical tech in the beginning. Few Romulans even tried to pull them out of their own skull with tools that they had on hand. We've been warned about what the effects would be if these chips were removed. They're horrifying. And I'm not sure if I should be horrified that I don't remember this or not. I suppose that's up for you to decide. What do you want to get out of this 30 minute? Whatever this is. This is your mandatory meeting. 
I'm making you take it. Oh, you're doing me a favor then. On the contrary. I'm making you fulfill your obligation. After that, you're not my problem. What does Starfleet want with me, Commander? What use do I have to them? What intelligence could I, po could I possibly bring? I don't know. Why did you come on our ship? I'm not Starfleet intelligence. I needed to get back to Romulus. And now you don't. And now I don't. Can I uh, use my momentum spend to see what he thinks about that sentence that mm. I just said? <laughs> sure. Obtain information? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. part of an entertainment. <laughs> no, that, that's the cold read. I get to now use that oh. momentum spend to learn knowledge. Okay, so what yeah. specifically would you like to learn? Um, I just said, now you don't. What is his thoughts on that? Um, specifically, because his whole speech was about a family. Fear. Fear. You feel, you, you get a read from him that he is masking a lot of fear right now. Um, <clears throat> fear of, of what I, of the... You're not entirely sure, but the context would seem to suggest that now that he doesn't have to return to Romulus, he's terrified for some reason. Mm-hmm. What would you like Starfleet to do with you? We are your wardens, as you say. Where would you like us to put you? In all honesty? Yes. I'd like you to kill me. Really? Yes. And why is that? Because I'm wasting away. My family is safe, and I have no objectives. I am nothing anymore. It's a bit rude, considering our staff has spent much time and energy giving you a new everything. I trust in the emotional resiliency of your officers to get over it. Hmm. They are that, indeed. Would you put in that request, dear Captain? I will not. So, you are content to let me waste away a victim of defaulted Romulan tech as my brain devours itself. Very humane. Isn't that the word they use for it? It's very interesting that you think everything our staff is doing to save your life, you would consider inhumane. Do you no have one. hope, no. Dr. Willix? No, Commander. <laughs> oh. That Starfleet ideology, that sanctity of life that you all hold, and the arrogance, the astonishing arrogance, as if somehow I don't know better than you of what the Tal Shiar is capable of and what they have done to me. I'm you, not questioning that. Of you, course you know better than us what the Tal Shiar did to you and to everyone else. Then you would know that what I'm asking for is, in fact, a mercy. 
If that's true, you wouldn't have contacted the ambassador. You had two attempts on your life. You could have just said, Hello, here I am. Come and kill me. But you didn't. I had to get back to Romulus. Your death wouldn't have caused them harm. You would have been dead. Your death is what saved them. Yes. So I don't believe you. I had to get back to Romulus to ensure their safety. Your death ensured their safety. And here we are. And now I have no purpose, no future, no direction. And my perp all I will do now is waste away. <laughs> my, my, the rest of my life will be spent coming to these pleasant sessions with you. And then, death. I would rather spend the rest of my life in Rurupenthe. Have you ever considered maybe it's your punishment? For what? Your choices. My choices were all for the Romulan Empire, and I have no regrets. Good. Good. Then why do you want to die? We're talking in circles. You mean to Yes, welcome to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> this is therapy now. A little. You're talking. You don't need us to kill you. If you wanted to die, you'd be dead. You think we're babysitting you? Yes. <laughs> Since when has that stopped a Tal Shiar member? You want to live. And you know it. You, you would have requested. He, he, his eyes avert and he doesn't look at you as you start drilling into him. And you see him kind of look off to the side. If I want to live, then what is my objective? I don't think you know yet. But you're seeking. You wouldn't have requested to not have sessions with me. And the doctor sees something in you. I see something in the doctor. <clears throat> and there it is. You think I'm not killing myself because I see something in the doctor? I think you have more things you'd like to do. Maybe. It's hard to deprogram 30 years of Tal Shiar training. You want to talk about me about deprogramming? <laughs> <laughs> Burn! <laughs> Holographic technology and synthetic life is not permitted in the Romulan Empire. It's a shame. We're quite fun at parties. <laughs> I think I'd have to agree with that. It was a lovely celebration you held. I'm glad you attended. I think I am too. I'm surprised to see children on board this ship. I thought the Federation had ended that practice. Of bringing families? Ever since the Dominion War, I was led to understand that the Federation had outlawed that. It was no longer a practice amongst Federation starships. 
I was surprised when I learned that the Federation is going to start allowing that again, considering all the dangers in space. It's curious. I don't think it's a very good practice to stay afraid of the wonders of the universe. Everyone deserves a chance to see it. I have killed 24 Federation citizens in my time. And I'm sure members on this ship have killed as well. You're not special. It was my job to not be special. I was to be the everyday person that walks by you, that no one would ever think. It was my job to be completely normal. And then you attacked an ambassador. And look at where you are now. In all honesty, Commander, I wish I could remember what was going through my head when I did that. You know what might help? Talking to someone. Keep logs. and go through the healing process. You just hear the venom in his voice as he turns and looks at you. If you weren't, as you say, consuming yourself from the inside right now, what would you do? I don't know. Start figuring it out, because we have an amazing medical staff. I don't know if I can live like this. Well, that's too bad. Because you do, and you are. So start figuring it out, because you're on my ship. Not by choice, not anymore. Really? Would you like to be somewhere else? That can be arranged. You did choose this ship, as I recall. As I recall, this ship was headed to the Shackleton Expanse. We've arrived. That puts me closer to Romulan space than I have been in quite a long time. Maybe give me permission to charter a shuttle flight from the Ranger Station to where I need to go. How's that for figuring it out? I thought you didn't know where you wanted to go. I think I could figure that out with a shuttlecraft. And I think you could figure it out here. <laughs> See, the problem is, you're still recovering and don't seem to have a need to heal. So I'm not allowed to leave. You're not discharged from your medical patient, miss. As I recall, <laughs> McCrell still requires a few more tests. I'm familiar with bureaucracy, Commander. And I'm familiar with your tactics. You don't know me, but I have been around. And you didn't seem to notice. Would you like to know what I know about you? I would love to. 
I know. Red grades day to day. I know what time she wakes up in the morning. I know how she takes her coffee. And I know that she needs to quit smoking. I know some of the algorithms, algorithms that she used to make you. I wasn't able to gain access to that. I know that your computational power vast exceeds anything I could hope to achieve in the terms of deceiving you, which means I come to the table knowing full well that I'm at a disadvantage with you, Commander. What a compliment. How much do you know about Dr. Redgrave? How much do you really know about your creator? Well, normally, People don't spend their days investigating what sort of coffee their fellows drink. And but just so you know, they're hollow cigarettes, not harmful. I wouldn't be so sure about that. Hmm. I guess you're right. No sense of smell, you see. Let's just say you don't get close enough to somebody learn how they take their coffee unless there's an objective that requires that level of closeness and requires that level of intimate knowledge it would seem mundane and useless and perhaps even creepy to the other persons who don't have an agenda that requires subterfuge but learning how somebody takes their coffee can tell you everything you need to know for example the CC usage of what to put in that coffee if you need to mix it with the substance in order to mask it from replicators or mask it with the cream the way it mixes just on the top of the surface to ensure that it cannot be detected. And hollow cigarettes, well, I'm sure you of all people know that safety features can be removed. And while well, hollow smoke certainly doesn't exist, <laughs> there are many things you can do with hard light. Has anyone told you what my mission was at Starfleet? To be a nuisance? <laughs> <laughs> nuisance is Romulans playing games of chicken with Federation starships at the neutral zone. No, what me and the other operatives were doing were not designed to annoy. The difference was, I was there to kill them, not your Dr. Redgrave. I'm going to give you a look inside the first door, Commander. So remember it, because I don't know how long I will. There is a quiet civil war being raged in the Robin Star Empire. I'm sure this you know. But it's not just happening inside the Robin Star Empire. It's happening in Klingon intelligence. 
It's happening all across the Alpha Quadrant. It's happening on Cardassia Prime. Everywhere the Tal Shiar has agents. Agents are choosing their allegiance between the Senate and between Sila. Those Federation citizens that I killed were not as loyal to the Federation as you might have hoped. I'd like to be done with this session now. Should we sit in silence until 30 minutes is up? Perfectly acceptable by me. And he leans back, and you see him assume this sort of posture that would indicate he's going into some kind of meditation. I'd like to read him one more time. Okay. Go ahead and make a roll. I'm going to spin a thread. <laughs> I have a die. Um, Difficulty's one. Yeah, do it. Um, I'm going to spend a value. Okay. Um, it's got an auto crit? Yeah. Okay. Process over product. There is no finish to this, but it's it's a work in progress, and every inch counts. Okay. Thank God. Um, <laughs> what'd you get? It's three. Three okay. successes. You actually beat him. Good. With three dice. Um, oh, by one. Mm-hmm. All right, one well, moment. Exio, you get the impression from him that he is someone struggling to to he is someone who is in a in a who is deadlocked with himself because the best way to describe this is you're you're talking to somebody who is trying to cope with their delusional mind. Yeah, Um, it's lying to them. Yeah, and. He's grabbing hold of memories that he's got, and he's weaving things. So mm-hmm. what you get is you th- you're pretty sure he's lying about everything he just said. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's mixed in with so many half-truths and probably false memories that Isn't they're... Isn't that the best way to lie? <laughs> you're not entirely sure how much of it was a lie, and... It, it, it seems like he's taking truths. You, you get the impression just from like the spatial expressions, yeah. the way he's carrying his voice, the way he's leaning forward. There's a word. He's trying to, he's basically taking memories and lies and truths and forming a new story with them to make sense of what he knows. Mm-hmm. It's reasoning. It's like something reasoning. It's, mm-hmm. it's called confabulation. 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 Uh, it's uh, in dementia when there are pieces missing, mm-hmm. you start lying to make the picture fit and rationalize right. it in your own head. If you're Romulan, obviously confabulation also includes intentional lies because sure. that's just how conversation He's works. He's trying to write a new narrative to make sense of things because he's yeah. losing his grasp of what's happening to him. Mm-hmm. And so this coping mechanism is essentially giving birth to a, to a new personality, essentially. Sure. And you're getting a sense from him that he has been struggling this entire conversation to actually get to to even believe what he is telling you. Awesome. Okay. Um. I wait 
till the exactly 29 minute mark. Okay. We have sat in silence the rest of this time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, and also I haven't sat once because I don't need to. <laughs> no, you don't. So, um, <laughs> you can play and he part. is. So um, at the 29 minute mark, um, I break the silence and say, um, I've approved your counseling session. When you talk, yes. when you the moment the voice comes out of your head, yeah. it startles him. When you say, I have approved, he goes, Ugh! and he just throws himself back on the cushion and he raises his hand up like he, you're about to strike him. And he goes, calmly move his hand down. You move his hand down and he's looking at his hand for a second and he. And you see the recognition come over his face again as he realizes he, he goes, <sighs> he stands up. I put my hands on his shoulders to steady him. Um, and he looks at you quizzically, just kind of like he's trying to get his bearings for a second. And he says, I'm Commander Exio. You are in my office. Right. Yes. Counseling session. That's not a counseling session. You're going to continue your sessions with Dr. McQuell. They can be in whatever capacity you wish, but you will speak with her. Fine. Now what? Now you get out of my office. You see him look around the room for a second, then when he finds the door, as it opens, as he approaches it, two security officers immediately step in and stop him. It's he... all right. His session is done. He will continue with Dr. McCrell weekly. Yes, Commander. And he looks back at you for a second. Last one. What does his face say? Um, <laughs> uh, bewilderment. Um, he was he was going into fight or flight. Yeah. And... Uh, as he glances back at you and looks at you, he looks like he's still trying to get his bearings a little bit. Does he recognize me? Uh, he does. Okay. But you, you, you get the impression he's not entirely sure what's transpired. Sure. So um, he's playing along and keeping mm-hmm. that poker face. But as he's escorted out and he looks at you, the eyes that look at you as he's being let out, they're not the indignant, defiant eyes of the Romulan that stepped into this room. It's Great. It, for a split second, you just see the eyes of a frightened troll. As he steps out of the room. For the first time, I give him a smile. A calm one. Um, and the doors mm. sh- close. That's not creepy. I'm just kidding. No, that's fine. Think of me as creepy. <laughs> uh, so okay. let's go back to the promenade real quick before we go to our briefing. Um, why? There's nothing wrong. <laughs> fine. Everything is fine. Fine. No <laughs> diplomatic incidents taking place so, here. Mm. It's taking what you see emerging over the heads of the Klingons is an ancient-looking Klingon, one that is dressed out and decked out in like thick furs up on his chest, wrapping around his sort of barrel chest. Um, and it, you can tell by the way he's got a, this, this thick cane that he's pushing himself up onto the steps with. Yes, apparently he's going up on steps because as he reaches the full height, you can see his waist, and he's looks like he's standing on some kind of like podium or some kind of rise. And um, this this cane that he's using is actually looks like this big chunk of wood that's knotted at the top 
Um, it's been lacquered, and you can see it dangles with teeth and sharp bone-like objects kind of like adorning it. You can hear it from here as it jingles as he kind of, you hear the clacking noise, and he gets, pulls himself up, and you hear a lot of the Klingons making noise as he approaches. But you immediately recognize him, Olin, because you've had to, you've had to, you've had to study personnel files, but this is the Klingon ambassador. Um, this is Ambassador Jal of the House of Martok. A booby! Oh. Was um, it Jal? Jal. J-A-H-L. Jal. And you hear all of these Klingons, these murmurs kind of rise as he takes the stage and he kind of raises his hands and says, tries to get everyone to calm down, does this sort of like this, Ugh. everyone begins to get quiet immediately, respecting what he has to say. And he says, why can't a lot of you do this on a calm, like, civilized Klingons? And you hear, like, some murmuring, and he says, I've been made aware that the Romulan embassy has been greenlit by the General Cargan. And you hear all this murmuring. Now then, go away. There are these confused looks. <laughs> Go away, all of you. What more do you need than the order of a general? Go away! You're Klingons. Be gone. Go find something to drink and to headbutt. I love Go! Go! <laughs> and you see the Klingons, not satisfied, begin to slowly disperse. Um, and as they begin to move away, you see one of his attendants looking up at him and glances at some of the Klingons around and uh, offers to help him down. Don't touch me! And he goes down off the stand, ending a very abrupt as these Klingons begin to scatter. You see some of the relief on the Starfleet, um, on the Starfleet security. A few of the Klingons that are standing nearby just kind of like have this grin on their face and are nodding, but the Klingons that are dispersing apparently showing up to expect some kind of like rousing speech against the Romulans they seem very dissatisfied. There's a lot of grumbling and murmurs as people, as Klingons are scattering back to the promenade area. And you see him step down off of this platform, um, which immediately goes and folds up and hovers up to about waist height of the attendant who takes it like a briefcase. And, um, and uh, with that, this old Klingon begins to make his way back into the embassy. I think I'm going to have to send you on your own oh. to get started on that little assignment. Okay. Well, I, are you sure? I mean, that looked a little intense. Really? I find him fascinating. Yeah? Of course. Anyone who has that level of command with that few words is someone I absolutely have to meet. Well, I got to tell you, my interest is peaked if I could join you. I mean, I'll be a fly on the wall. Total whoop. I mean... We just need a distraction. Please, Olin. You need a little help. Yeah, if you could, I mean, I don't know. Could you help me? I have a... Calm down. Can I say that? Is that weird to say? It's I... not weird to say. It's okay. just not something I'm asked to do very often. Ah, well, I, I think we're going to become best friends. <laughs> 
You are going to counseling today, right? Yeah, well, at some point. <laughs> you really should put a firm date on that. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And notification point, gets scheduled. <laughs> <laughs> Accepted. <Yeah. laughs> you just got out of your apartment. Counselor Axio yeah, will be expecting you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, later today. I'll talk all about this experience. Well, then, I guess, at least for the moment, in whatever limited capacity I can. Ooh, give me the good stuff. <laughs> Wait. I'm not giving you anything. I'm, I'm taking oh. something from you. Ooh. Well, I'll give you the good stuff then. You place your hand on his shoulder, and as you begin to focus, it's almost immediately broken by you here. Hey guys, what's uh, what are you two doing? Oh, as you kind of like start, as you just see uh, Vryn standing in front of you. <laughs> Um, eating what looks like a piece of Klingon candy. It looks like it's uh, coat. It looks like gawk that's been coated in some kind of like hard candy, and he's just sucking on it. And he's like, "What are y'all doing?" Oh, I was getting ready to speak to the Klingon ambassador, and he was actually. This is perfect. Oh, I'm pretty sure Ren can help you with your problem even better than I could. You need to go somewhere. Well, he needs to do something, and well, who better to take you on a wild goose chase? than an actual goose. Is that a code word? I've been hearing it a lot. <laughs> I don't know. You know the little thing that the cat is doing? No. Well, then I think the two of you are about to go on an adventure. Oh? The oh, cat's doing something? You want in? Will it piss her off? I think it will. Well, uh... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I owe her. I feel weirdly calm about the whole thing. Yeah, sure. Why not? We did okay last time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think you two will make an excellent team. Be off. <laughs> As the ambassador moves away. Make sure to explain to him what exactly is going on. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, you're not selling information for Latinum, are you? <laughs> As we walk away. <laughs> he looks at you. He just looks at you. see him turn and look at Tech as they're walking away, and he goes, can you do that? Can you walk away? No. no. The answer to that is absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I was making sure Tech knew that because he sounds a little confused, Ambassador. I feel great. <laughs> I um, think that uh, a part of, of uh, Olin feels a little bit icky about that um, and then just kind of sort of okay alright let's do this alright so these large thick glass doors with the Klingon uh, the sword of Kalos this Klingon emblem just slides aside and reveals this very beautiful office to the Klingon ambassador filled with all of these cultural artifacts on the walls. You can see an old batleth that has been worn down just from the, the leather has been worn down from use that has been wrapped around the handle. You can see, um, it looks like images of the original Kittimer Accords um, and they're signing uh, kind of as a celebration of the alliance between the Federation and the Klingon Empire. We have to steal the Kinemar Accords. Um, <laughs> the anthropologist in the ego. Well, it's no. not an actual, like, yeah, the original yeah, copy. I know, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> it's, it was digitally signed, so I guess, like, 
Um, so, um, finding the, the original pad. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, as you're stepping in, and all these scents hit you immediately. The spices of like an office that is essentially like of one of the great houses. You have essentially stepped into what would Klingons come close to nobility as you walk in. Um, the attendant has resumed their place behind this large metal desk um, that has just a bunch of pads across it uh, and like holographic displays where they're going through the scheduling. But the ancient Klingon, known as Jal, has not left the area. His back is turned to you and he's leaning on this thick heavy cane and says, tell me what we have for the rest of the week. Um. Hmm? He turns and looks over his shoulder. You can tell from the way he pivots, he's got some stiffness in his upper body. I apologize, I do not have an appointment. Ambassador Olin Marjunil of the USS Ross. Indeed, Ambassador Jal. Welcome to Narendra Station, Ambassador. Thank you so much for your welcome. It is ah. nice to finally meet you. I will be speaking to the Ambassador. Uh, do I have any more appointments? And... No, sir. Good. Come. Of course. He just kind of moves his way into this sh- this office that opens up that has a window that looks out into deep space. Um, you see shuttlecraft and civilian craft all like swarming about Narendra Station. A few worker bees and drones moving about the exterior of the station, upkeeping it constantly. Oh, and I see they gave you the good view. Big, large, these huge banners of the Klingon Empire and the House of Martok, this big symbol of the house. Um, as you step inside, it is befitting of a Klingon. You see the desk is basically, a, it, it, the desk is probably the only thing that resembles sort of like a, a, a Federation-style desk, but the chair is ridiculous. Of course it The is. chair is, it is a metal chair, but it looks like it is also wrapped in furs and has bone ornament like tusks on the side that are kind of arcing off. Awesome. Um, and he moves his way in. There's even sort of like, the, the temperature in the room immediately hits you as well. It is a lot warmer in here. And he moves his way over to the desk and says, have a seat, have a seat. Can I get you anything? Any Klingon food that typically causes non-Klingons to gag? I can... Obviously, I can avoid the most offensive of those plates. Oh, I am delighted to try anything. Surprise me. Oh, well, let's talk first. I've heard many people say, surprise me. (laughs) Then, he sits down on this chair, and then I'm cleaning my desk. (sighs) Well, I will give you this. Deltons on the whole tend to enjoy surprises. Hmm. How do you find Narendra Station, Ambassador? Well... The entry was a little bit rough, but the landing has been fairly... Oh, yes, the Romulans showing up unannounced, as if things weren't complicated enough. Well, if the Romulans like things anyway, they like it complicated. Mm. I am sorry that you could not join us for our meeting. Your meeting? Oh, yes. Ah, General Cargan loves to cut me out of official meetings like that. Doesn't appreciate me very much. We don't see eye to eye. And there's a lot of question over who has the most influence on the station. General Cargan is the general, and we follow the orders of the general. But I'm here representing the House of Martok, which, is, of course, is the Chancellor's house. And, and I'm... Very in... fine one it is. Yes, very fine. But <laughs> uh, sometimes the general resents his posting. 
I imagine that it cannot be easy to be put in charge of a place where you only have half of the control. It should be easy. He's a soldier of the Empire. Cargan has always, always aspired to be more. How he made general was beyond me. He's a complete buffoon. <laughs> an utter moron. I would be careful with those words. Oh, he just waves off. The only reason I say so is I have recently had an engagement with someone that I mistakenly believe to be a moron and a buffoon and has proved to be quite a bit more. Hmm. Thank you. <laughs> well, I can assure you, Cargan, what you see with Cargan is what you get. I do, as a general rule, tend to believe that Klingons don't have any reason to be uh, subversive with who they are. Yeah, they're not supposed to be, but occasionally you do come across... The occasional Patak. Uh, he just kind of nods and says, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, I do not envy your admiral for having to deal with the general. Have you seen that woman? She can deal with just about anything. She shouldn't have to. Cargan should be falling in line. You're right. And also, if I may say so, this is not just a Federation station. Perhaps Cargan is throwing his weight around a little bit more than he should. He is. The old man stands up again, says, grabs up his cane, and moves over to the window. And he looks out and he says, Cargan has always resented not being sick to the front line in the Dominion War. He was never granted glory like the rest of the warriors that serve under here. And he knows, and he turns and looks at you, just as well as I do, that the men don't have the respect for him. None of his soldiers do. None of them. How he got this position is highly questionable. And it's offensive to me that such an incompetent, angry topa could have been given such a rank. And to be the representative of the Klingon Empire. It's an insult. If I had my way... You'd use that cane and smash it over his head. I wouldn't waste a good cane on his skull. <laughs> it's a very beautiful cane. I would... I imagine all of those teeth were well earned. Hunting. Hunting. Oh. Back when I could still hunt. The holodeck does well to make you miss it, but not quite as well as to make you feel what it was like, Ambassador. Feeling the blood pumping in your veins as you approach your prey. To smell the hide of your prey the fear, to know that your death could come at any moment. And so I think you do actually understand how General Cargan feels. It is no excuse for a Klingon to shirk his duty, and Cargan puts himself before his duty. The reason why he is such a... What is it that Heber says all the time? Uh, <laughs> Wrong game. Uh, uh, pain, pain in the ass. In the ass. <laughs> yes. 
I believe another term for it can also be, well, at least in human terms, toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Hmm. I am not entirely sure how best I may be of help and assistance in this case. I feel that you are managing your people as well as can be. Leave Cargan to me. I can control him. What I want to know, I have yet to have a sit-down meeting with this Romulan ambassador, and you negotiated the embassy being allowed on the station. You got through to Cargan. Ambassador, I should tell you that no one gets through to Cargan. So if he agreed to this, he's planning something. <laughs> that you're fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes absolutely expected what, what Jal just said. And kind of leans in. I agree with you. I am not entirely sure that either the Romulan ambassador or General Cargan are safe from each other or from the varying powers that be that are on this station. We have a powder keg on our hands well, if we are not careful. Well, maybe if we're lucky, Cargan will kill the Romulan ambassador and then we will have to put Cargan to death. <laughs> he like leans onto the desk. <laughs> Problems solved. All it requires is Cargan just to be a little more stupid. Tell me, what was your impression of the Romulan ambassador? I will admit I didn't do quite as deep a dive as I could have possibly attempted. Eh. He appears to be hopeful. Hopeful. Of this arrangement, bearing at least some sort of positive fruit, but I didn't get much of a read past that. Hopeful of this situation? Was he drunk? Well, we did have a little bit of Romulan ale while we were doing our sit-down on his ship. <gasps> yes, I... Stop. Stop. He, once again, leans off the side of his desk, reaches down, and you hear a hissing sound. And he pulls out this murky-looking bottle and sets it down and goes, We are washing that swill out of your system right now. And he pulls out two mugs. Yeah, I didn't drink any, but I'll take it. <laughs> this is not the best vintage, but it is better than any Romulan ale, or whatever they call that. Blue, disgusting slides it over. Bolian piss is what I call it. Oh, Assuming it's no. as blue as their skin. I really have never seen it. <laughs> I confess I have not either, and I do not wish to have the pleasure. Kapla. To not seeing Bolian piss. Kapla! the mug against you. Um, it is mighty. Um, it is overwhelming. It fills the entire palate. And it burns going down. Oh, and man, then that's a sensation. there's a thickness to it. Ooh. That's not a word you should describe food with. Like it is it's called uh, blood like viscosity, wine. like yeah. nar. It's got a viscousness to it. And it kind of like slides like syrup down like the back of your throat. Um, it, is, it is an intense wine flavor with that spice that persists. So it is mighty. I want and the some. moment you drink it, you're like, that's gonna that's gonna linger. <laughs> 
And he leans on the desk and says, Now then, jokes aside, let's talk about how we stop two fools from murdering one another. The problem is, excuse me, I'm pretty sure that we're not going to see any direct moves, just a lot of moves in shadows. When I was saying before that you don't often see Klingons get subversive, I think this is one case where your General Cargan is most certainly not a buffoon or a moron. Maybe. The next 24 hours will show us what we need to know. Whatever he has planned, it will reveal itself soon enough. Cargan's not a... <laughs> a Duras. <laughs> Thank heavens for that. No, Cargan will... Kagan will polish his ego by using his rank to get what he wants. We'll see what he does next. And in the meantime, my... In the meantime, Ambassador! And he grabs the bottle and fills that mug all the way up to the brim again. In the meantime, I want to know more about Deltons. Of all the Federation species, they're the ones I know the least about. Deltons and... Bullions, to be honest. <laughs> well, I know quite a few very lovely bullions, though one of them is a handful. Hmm. I and do love him, though. Let us talk, then, about people we know who are handfuls. <laughs> and he pours himself some more blood wine as we wrap that scene up. He just kind of... I was going to say, speaking of which... <laughs> um, actually... Um, <clears throat> Actually, yeah, the doors right. to the Admiral's yes, office. Yes, uh, <laughs> Speaking of handfuls. Speaking of handfuls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of handfuls. Um, Sam Blood. Um, Martin handfuls twice. As the doors to the Admiral's office open, you see, of course, this big, again, just like all the other um, dignitaries and high-ranking members on the Starbase, these thick, beautiful glass sliding doors with the Federation symbol just slide open. And stepping in once again to the Admiral's office, you see... Um, the main entryway where the aide is uh, at the desk, currently talking to a Vulcan in command uniform, Sivik. Um, the commander looks at you as you approach. Sivik has that glossy black Vulcan hair, um, has what on earth would be considered sort of Asian features. Um, but what's really curious about him is um, his ears have, uh, they are, there's nothing, there's nothing unusual about this, but they're distinctly rounded at the at the base to almost indicate that it's somewhere in his bloodline he has human DNA um, as they come to a point. Something. There are plenty of rounders around. Um, but as you approach, um, he says, ah, Captain, thank you for coming on such short notice. Of course, Commander Sivak. Do you have any preparatory materials about the spatial anomaly? No, not yet. We're learning as we go, as the Admiral likes to say. I will inform her that you are here. Excellent. Thank you. Um, moments later, you hear from the other side of the door, come and the door opens and the commander steps in first and says, Admiral, the captain is here to see you. Bear is behind her desk, um, sipping what looks like a cup of tea, and she doesn't look up from her data pad, she just does this. I do. Um, and as you come in, she sets the tea mug down and says, Captain, give a look at this. And she picks up this, like, the, the laptop, basically, the data top, and she swivels it around and presses a button. You see that hollow <laughs> come up. And what you see, I would say make a, a reason science check and what pops up on the screen. Oh, I couldn't possibly identify what this is, Admiral. Please tell me. <laughs> she says, that 
spatial anomaly is called a particle fountain. They've been detected in the Alpha Quadrant a few times. The last recorded one, however, by a starship was actually in the Delta Quadrant. By, by Voyager. By Voyager. We know so little about these anomalies because they're so dangerous to get close to. What's the danger? Gravimetric shearing and also the particles that exude from these fountains are chaotic and dangerous at best. One moment you might be detecting radiation and the next moment you might be detecting ionization. It's almost as if subspace ruptures and spews forth a geyser of random particle matter. And the energy output is astonishing. What's been remarkable about this particular particle fountain is that we've been detecting it for the past 64 days, but it's only just erupted, which has never been detected before. Particle fountains are usually we come across them as they're in progress. We've actually witnessed subspace building up and then erupting. This, Captain, is a volcano in space. 16 light years away. I'm going to order the USS Ross, since the Johnson is out on duty right now. I'm going to order the USS Ross to investigate. <laughs> Finally to be about some exploration. Well, I was planning on having you all leave Space Talk at the end of the week. I have a full mission profile of exploration and exoplanets that we've been studying. But this seems like a good start. Long-range sensors are only going to hold this information for a while until we pass by the horizons of some of the planets that are intervening. But the Ross has got enough power in her that I think she'd be an excellent substitute for a science vessel. And the team you have on board, I think y'all are ready for this. I appreciate your confidence, Admiral. <laughs> I assure you we need not be substitute for anything. Well, good. I look forward to receiving the rest of the itinerary uh, while we are en route, then. Yes, I'll be transmitting that to you presently. You'll be leaving at 0800 hours tomorrow morning. Yes, ma'am. Asri, do me a favor. Yes, ma'am. When you're out there, keep an eye out for unusual ionization effects. Specifically, I want to make sure that we're the only ones this close to the Federation border. Admiral, I assure you we're not. Oh, I know. We're not. And I'm not expecting you to find anything. But a ship like the USS Ross, I want them to know we're looking. Anything you'd like me to do if I catch one? Yes. Trust your judgment. Absolutely, Admiral. All right, then. She leans back. Says, Good luck, Captain. Thank you, Admiral. We'll let you be back to it. And she turns and looks back at this particle fountain that is in space. Um, it measures about... 60,000 kilometers in diameter. Bigger than a bread basket. Very big. <laughs> Depending on how many cars you like. 
Very big. I'm out. I'm at the doorway. Mm-hmm. She, yes, Captain? Before they slapped you in those bars, what department were you? I guess I'm going to do you a favor here. There's a betting pool. <laughs> if you want in on it, talk to Commander Sivik. So much gambling. <laughs> I'm sure I heard nothing of the kind, Admiral. Thank you. She smiles and goes back to her work. <laughs> As the door closes, because it was open, mm-hmm. Commander Sivik looks at you very dispassionately and says, I would be happy to incorporate you into the betting pool if you wish, Captain. Yes, I will communicate my bet via subspace. I'm sure you will respect my need to do a little bit of research first. Naturally. May I make a suggestion? I would appreciate your input, Commander, of course. The betting pool is currently overwhelmingly in favor of science. Naturally. Knowing what I know about the Admiral, this would be a misdirection. I'm sure you could have told very many officers who came through those doors where the long odds are and aren't. Why me? Because I find this betting pool to be tiresome, Captain. (laughs) (laughs) And I would like this to conclude. Logical. Indeed. Have a good day, Commander. He nods to you. <laughs> <laughs> so much gambling in Starfleet. What is happening? Boredom. <laughs> Casino skies. There has never been gambling in this establishment. <laughs> well, thank I'm you very saying. much. I'm and shocked. I will thank you shocked. to stop bringing up such slanderous rumors. <laughs> and also, We're... I'm intelligent, so I'm going to win. <laughs> have four minutes left. I would love to know what you and Vren are up to. Yeah. Okay, so cut to... Um, Vren is the... dumping his candy by the <laughs> right, right. Oh, so some time has passed. Okay. And um, uh, we cut to our counseling session time. Ah. Oh, okay. I'm five minutes late, which is very, very, very strange. It's like later in the same day type of thing. I normally would have clocked it, but I'm a little distracted today. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, in fact, when you come upon, um, because I have scheduled it not in my office. Right, okay. Um, so I am sitting in the, the um, I've reserved a, a section of the, like the mess hall, basically. Awesome. Um, and I have a drink in front of me which is unusual, uh-huh. and I have my face in a data pad. Nice. So I actually went to your office first, having not seen that. Okay. Uh, you didn't read the schedule. Right. And, it's, <laughs> and you can, it's if, if um, there were an ox crew member just like in the hallway watching what sure. was happening. Would you like an ox crew member? Sure. I can get you an ox crew member. Yeah. Um, yeah. So an ox crew member just sitting in the hallway, you say? Yeah. Okay. Um, in the hallway of uh, just outside of Exia's office. Sure. Okay. I'm yes. sorry. Can we just have a petty officer hall? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> petty officer, first class, Rachel Carter. <laughs> so, so they are uh, just standing. Oh, oh, and by the way, a quick a quick correction. Um, Ensign Leah Sky is actually human. She's not part Vulcan. Oh, she's, got it. She's human. Got it. Um, so she still looks stronger than Vulcan. Uh, <laughs> however, 
Petty Officer First Class Rachel Carter is human and Vulcan. Human Vulcan. And works in data analytics. Amazing. Um, she's just outside of Exio's office. And they see um, <laughs> uh, Tech and Vren both in Andorian um, like ice outfits. Oh, like those, those like, like, like ice climbing yeah, yeah, yeah. outfits and everything uh, with like ice picks and stuff coming out of a holodeck. <laughs> uh, uh, Tech is wearing the like hat apparatus with the little floppy bits for the antenna just uh-huh. dangling, whereas Vren's fits, you know. Okay. Yeah, and so we're. I'm booking it. We're both coming. We thought that we were late for the counseling session here, okay. and then we found out where we we're supposed to go. So they just see us tearing around the corner, <laughs> running towards the mess. She oh. like throws herself up against the walls. The two of you dash past her. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> she just walks. Oh, um, um, you, your doors open, and you see the two of them. Uh, stumble into your office in like a literal bluster. <laughs> oh, you sorry? Are you early? Am I? Oh, I, no! I, I think I'm late. Oh, we have an ice emergency. So, what? Commander, explain a, further. There's an ice emergency. What does that mean? It means that the whole the, the outer hull of the ship is covered in ice, and we were having to go outside and pick at it with pickaxes. With pickaxes. Stands up. Yeah. Do you need my help? Can Can you do that? Is that... I'm sorry, is this an emergency? I'm feeling very relaxed right now. We're joking. I'm going to let you have your your session. Thanks. Hey, thank you for that. Wait, I don't... I'm confused. What's happening? Oh, it was was a holodeck program, Commander. We were just... uh, Oh, I needed a distraction. Yeah. Uh, And Ah. I've just found... uh, Sorry. Having some fun on the holodeck to be... I should have recognized, actually. It's, It's a bit of an oversight on my part. Though when you just let Vren decide the plans, mm-hmm. what an adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I know some good ones. Uh, well, you anyway. both look wonderful. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let y'all do this thing. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, tomorrow? Maybe. We'll see. I'll see you tomorrow. <gasps> and moves out. And uh, as as the door opens and Vren stumbles out into the into Goodbye. the hallway, he goes, "Oh, uh, uh bye, counselor." And um. You see an ox crew member walk by and he just goes, hey. As the door closes, this ox crew member just looks at him like, what the? And the door closes. And the two of you settle in. Um, I must say, I'm a bit disappointed. I was oh. kind of excited about that. But we can still load up the program. It's if not you... an emergency. Uh, no, it's not an emergency. Sorry about that, uh, that's okay. Commander. Uh, but yeah, I am here for my counseling session. Sorry I'm a bit late. No, that's fine. Um, please, please. Forgive me. Please have a seat. Yeah, it is strange that we're here in the mess hall. Oh, um, I've just, I just needed to get out of the office. Sorry, are you in the mess hall? I, I understood that to be the counselor's office. No, that was in the mess hall. That, I, yes, That's why we ran I, I reserved the hall. a. Oh, okay. I reserved a booth. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Um, it's private. Hmm. I can control that sort of thing. <laughs> um. Okay. I, I've been seeing some of the other counselors, but yes. uh, it was recommended that I see you directly. It's if a... you'd like, that's 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 totally fine with me. Um, just just one one second. Um, have a seat. Let's get comfortable. Sure. Um, and and uh, you see her fiddle with her data pad, and she very quickly sends what she was doing. Okay. Well, I thought for the first session, mm. since you seem to be. Way more comfortable around food. I thought this would be a wonderful first meeting. Oh. I made myself tea. Wow. Yes. What do you What do you see when you when you drink it? Well, I I, I haven't. I thought it'd be fun to have you program a, a memory for me. 
Okay, I, well, I, let's make one. Great. Um, <laughs> I have a, a, a memory in particular I would like for you to, to, to help me with. Oh, sure. I, well, how about this? And I'll pull out, um, like, portable sort of, like, VR tech uh, and sort of attach it to, or throw it on uh, mm-hmm. it just to sort of, um, it's it's like the AR technology where it's it's making a hologram that I can manipulate. So you'll, you'll literally need like to go grab... Style. You're, you're literally going to need to go grab that because you were just running, you were decked out that's in a Dorian costume, that's costume <laughs> like, running out of the holotech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to think of a, a quick way. that could be replicated way. real quick, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it at the replicator. That kind of technology would probably take a little bit of time to re- replicate. Never mind. No, you can do it. You can totally do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's just going to add to the counseling session. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More That's time right. with Exio. Oh, how awful. <laughs> That's all right. We can. I. 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 I should have put it in a thing. I, I. I'm. I'm. I'm a bit flustered today. Please apologize. We can. We can continue now. Um. Yeah. We'll. We'll. We'll do this later. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh. I yes. don't. I guess I don't. Know where to start. I mean, you've read my file. Yes. So. Yes. Obviously. Well, well what, what, um, what in particular today made you contact me? I guess I've just been feeling the anxiety a lot. And I had a great sort of session with the ambassador. Really? Yeah. And, uh. They're wonderful company. They really are. Yes. And I just feel this calm that I haven't experienced in a while. This is very true. I, I, th- I've never quite seen your shoulders this low on your person. Hmm. Huh. Yes. Yeah, I do sort of carry tension there. A little, there. a little, hmm. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> thank you for that. Um, I'm going to cut this a little bit short. Oh. Did, <laughs> Nothing against you. Did I just say something wrong? Absolutely not. I'm a not. little flustered today. I apologize if I'm not giving you my full attention. I recognize that. And I want you to have some time for yourself, too. And... I kind of want to take advantage of this. There's some work that I've been meaning to get done that hasn't been fruitful due to some problems that just I don't care about right now. Well, it seems that my job's not necessary right now. And, um, you know what? <laughs> you go feel yourself. <laughs> we'll make those memories some other time. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, and honestly, thank you. I, I think I needed a, a jump start as well. We all need a distraction sometimes. Honk. <laughs> Sorry, what, what is that? I've been know. hearing a lot of I that too. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was cool by saying it. Sure. Well, honk. Honk. Oh, God. <laughs> walk away. Best <laughs> thing ever. And it's away. dead now. The fellow I, kids have arrived. Yes. yes. I yeah. do have a um, thing that I want to do oh. real fast once you... Yeah. Okay. What do you want to do? It, it's just a really small thing. I think that Olin, when they stumble out of um, the ambassador's uh, thing, they just send a quick, like, ping to XEO. Like, they're very, very intoxicated. And okay. it, all it says is, I think I need to talk to you. Okay, so that comes up. Ooh, me and, too. And, and, whoa, can I make a decision? I'm perfectly fine. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I see that. It doesn't that. have to be today. <laughs> okay, I, I see that, and, and, and I quickly schedule for tomorrow, promptly in the morning. Um, and then I grab the tea <laughs> and I just sort of place it on my lips mm-hmm. and sort of 
pretend to drink while thinking. Mm -hmm. And then reopen my document and um, send a personal message to Dr. Redgrave. Okay. And then I just sort of let the tea get cold. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gradually, the steam rising from the surface of the tea begins to vanish into the air, and you sit quietly in the mess hall. Meanwhile, the captain's ready room, as you are... Um, the yeoman has prepared all of the... Uh, is making all the arrangements to get the crew back on board and to cancel shore leave. Um, as you're stepping into your ready room, um, you're looking at some of the data pads and looking out the window. Outside the window of your ready room, you can see the beauty of the Narendra Station, as I described before, and that Type 2 class Deradex warbird still orbiting the station. Um, supposedly that is scheduled to leave soon now that the embassy is being established. Oh, well, that makes me feel better. I know it does the other thing, yes? <laughs> You're sitting there <laughs> watching it. There is some, some measure of, like, well, at least it won't be at Narendra anymore. Mm. And as you're sitting there watching it, you're about to glance back down at your data pad when the distorted waves of space being manipulated catches your attention. And as your eyes drift back up to gaze beyond what's outside the window, you see about 600 kilometers off the bow of this Romulan warbird hovering just over Narendra Station, a Vorcha-class Klingon battlecruiser oh, no. decloaks. Not the IFKS book Vok, by chance. <laughs> You're not sure what it is, but one of the Klingon oh, Empire's... Oh, I'm quite sure. <laughs> one Trouble. Of, one of the yeah. Klingon Empire's most powerful warships. Pretty sure Olin sees that out of the window and goes, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is where we're going to leave off. <laughs> All right. Tonight's episode. Maybe Dr. Neary will have something to do. <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, massacre. None of our oh. problem. We're gone. Bye. Space volcano. <laughs> so... Oh boy. The USS Ross has been given her first deep space mission into the Shackleton Expanse. Yay! You guys have wrapped up your business here on Narendra Station, although sure, things, yep. things have obviously, <laughs> plans have been laid and things are in motion. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens when you have to drag yourself away from Narendra Station with all of this up in the air. Yeah. But the USS Ross is called to duty. There is a spatial anomaly out there and there is an opportunity to study a very dangerous spatial anomaly. Uh, so that is where we are going to pick up next week, next Monday night at 6.30 p.m. Good game, you guys. Good game. That was so lots fun. Of, lots of great role playing tonight. <laughs> yeah, so now we're really going to We have a baby! Yeah, yeah. There's a first delivery. Probably the first baby I've ever story told in an RPG. <laughs> yeah. It's the first time for everything. Just a quick refresher, what's yeah. coming up this weekend? It's the Star Trek Online you're playing. So Sunday, Sunday, I am definitely going to be running a community play along with Star Trek Online, and mm -hmm. I'm going to be giving out the information on my Twitter account, and I'll be posting that, of course, in League Whimsy. Um, that's going to be Sunday morning. I usually stream at 9 9, yeah, 9, 9, 9, 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Yep, 9 times because of, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I'm going to try to do it Saturday, Friday and Saturday as well. So I'll get that information out there, and I'll coordinate with you as well. Copy that. But yeah, so thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Clear Skies. Thanks for hanging in. We ran a little bit late tonight, so we. Sorry. I, I always love it when we run late. I apologize night. to no one. <laughs> I, I enjoy running late. Hashtag um, no regrets. So thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight and joining us for another adventure uh, out here in Shackleton Expanse. We will see you next week. Until then, hailing frequencies are closed. Mm -hmm.